0: up guys welcome back to scale Riders podcast this is 65 lokes and this is episode 113 celebrating two years of podcasting and here with my guest armando flores how you doing edgar pretty good man thank how are you for having me here again nice we did it here we go we did cheers it to cheers cheers with an 805 nice so armando last time we had you on the show this was in back in november Episode 99, now we're in the month of March. There's, a lot has happened, shows, new projects, and before we get into all of this, I want to know, how was Japan?
1: Oh my God, Edgar, it was, you know, every time I go to Japan, it's always a new experience. And uh, this time, I was able to visit a lot of shops out there, and one of them is Paradise Road. And that building is so small, mm-hmm. but it's so much stuff going on in there that um I was like a like a kid in Disneyland. I was looking at parts that you know I will never thought they'll be in Japan, but they've been sitting over there for years, and we were basically running around like what does this guy has and mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's rooms everywhere there's parts there's collect collective, uh, parts and stuff. And I uh, was like, I was telling Juan, cause Juan went with us and, um, Hector Lozano and, uh, his daughter. And, uh, man, we were drinking, we were like looking at all the stuff that he had and we ended up buying a lot of stuff from him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was so happy being over there and being able to, uh, see the, the old man that works with him it's like he's kind of like the creator of all these custom cars and he does all the welding to me that was like man i can see that guy on action he's very quiet very humble but he's doing his thing like you know like he knows how to do yeah but um it was fun and uh we uh after that we went and have uh some dinner and then we end up uh uh, this guy from, uh, uh, he has a Monte Carlo from Japan. Uh, I think it's Primera. Okay, the car, Primera Car, car Club. Car Club. And uh, he took us around. He took us to uh, Cholo's Customs, another shop that it was, like, incredible. And um, everybody treat us really nice, mm-hmm. like, really welcome. In japan that's so cool it was nice and and same another guy that has a shop for many many years probably the same time as paradise road and uh he was so happy that we were there and uh then we went to uh this other shop uh it's called uh borders mm, yeah that's yeah. another Car, another shop that they do custom cars and they have a lot of customs in there that are under fabrication. Mm. And there was this bomb like purple with flames. And I was like blown away by all the, all the stuff that this guy has in there. But uh, we had so much fun. And uh, Trista Loca from Japan, she's the one that kind of helped us and guide us to get there because mm-hmm. it's not like it's close by Tokyo. We needed to take a train and then another train and then get off and take a taxi. And then finally we got there. But thanks to Trista Loca for, you know, helping us out there and, uh, take us around. So, um, that was so much fun. Uh, another day was when we went to visit Baster's shop and that's with Cass and Cass has, uh, the girlfriend that it's has the boutique next to the shop. But, um, at that shop, Juan and I went by ourselves, and it was it was so much fun because we took the train until basically the train dead ends, right? Mm-hmm. And then we started, like, thinking, how are we going to get to the shop? <laughs> yeah. We still have another, like, few miles to get there, and we uh, we decided to just walk. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the scene was there. I mean, mm-hmm. we were, like, it didn't even feel like it was miles yeah but we were just talking and looking at the the view and all that stuff next thing you know we were over there and uh he was there and the girlfriend was there and uh show us around and it was so much fun too looking at all his stuff and uh talking to him and and all that stuff so it was nice
0: yeah would you say the distance it's almost like from here walking to like all the way to the one thirty four freeway. <laughs> probably like, like pretty far. Probably
1: uh maybe more.
0: Dang.
1: It was uh I will say about three miles. Some exercise walk. right there. So that was a good exercise. Yeah, it's
0: on sightseeing. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yes, yes. But it was it's beautiful. I mean yeah. I like to be in Japan and explore that part. Uh-huh. I think I I enjoy that as much as I enjoy their food, their company and uh the atmosphere out there
0: yeah it's like there's a lot to offer yes i mean even though yes it's vacation right and and there's things you like but even if you weren't even going for a car show thing or anything yes. there's still it all there's so much to offer
1: out yes there. i was enjoying every minute of it yeah whether we were in the hotel we were eating we were just walking around mm-hmm. or you know whatever we were doing it's yeah. it, it's always fun
0: yeah um i when when you guys were over there I would. I was seeing on Instagram photos um, when you guys were over at Paradise Road, and you know they were they were taking lots of photos. The guys there, you know, and right. Like, were they just tripping out on Hector Lozano's project? Oh yes. When he brought it out, as
1: soon as he pulled that uh, Galaxian, yeah. The owner of Galaxian was like <laughs> a just little kid. N- mad photos on. Huh? Was... I saw him
0: in the background like.
1: Yeah, and I it's was just crazy. trying to get footage of everything and uh-huh. uh he was just blowing away even the the fabricator guy. Mm-hmm. He was looking at it and uh then few people came by and started like talking and, and seeing seeing the stuff, you know, and uh it was i uh, I'm pretty sure it was really something different for them too. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that car was going to be taken to the Moon show and getting the car ready so they were actually testing the car and they get this guy that does all the, you know the beauty buff on the car and uh but it was it was so much fun
0: mm-hmm. there yeah it looked like it looked like there was a party going on oh
1: yeah we were like running our, sometimes we don't even know where where everybody was we were just looking at whatever we want to see yeah so and there's like a second floor where he has nothing but collectible stuff that he sells mm. from japan and from here yeah and um there's t-shirts there's um lots of uh like a uh, little souvenirs and stuff so uh we were able to grab you know a lot of little things in there and take pictures in there too
0: yeah that's pretty smart i mean he he knows there's a there's a lot of car enthusiasts out there that would want Things from here that probably kind of, that they don't even come out here. Right. And he's just like, you know, he has dibs on stuff to bring out. So yeah. That's and, great.
1: And he's probably been digging for all these parts since the 80s. Dang. So.
0: Putting in work you can, right there. You
1: can imagine how much stuff he has out there.
0: Yeah. How, what was his impression of the Paradise Road shop, the replica you did?
1: Oh, he's been seeing the progress since I started with, you know, mm-hmm. at the very beginning with Styrene. And um, he was already happy since then. Yeah. But looking at that in person at the show, he was just blowing away. Like, when, he couldn't believe it.
0: When when you were working on it, and I know, you, you know, he was, like, seeing, like, progress picks and all that. Right. Did, he, did he ever tell you, like, do you think you're going to get it done on time or?
1: No, he never asked me. He just basically gave me, like, lots of thumb, thumbs up, mm-hmm. lots of cheers. Yeah, Lots of, uh, you know, like motivation. Uh-huh. And that's what kept me going because I was like, how far I can go with that building? That building has so much stuff and I can only go so far. Mm-hmm. And I wish I can go more and more in detail. But uh, I think I covered the important basis of that building. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed he loved that because he he probably didn't even know how far I was going to go. But the more I add stuff to it, the more he w- he would be like, amazing, great. You tripping know? out. Yeah, I can't wait to see it in person yeah. and stuff like that. So
0: That's cool. It it did its job then. Yeah. Like, the, that, you know, the impression.
1: Yeah. That was a, a long project for me because it took me a while to make that building. And I started at the beginning of the year. And... uh And I kind of did it slowly, you know, very slow. But knowing that I want to get there, I want to be able to just, for me, that was my focus, finish Paradise Road. And then um, I noticed that I have a little bit more time, so I added a few more shops. And the presentation that I did in Japan at the Moon Eyes, uh, it was pretty presentable. Mm -hmm. And knowing that it comes from California to Japan and do it out there uh that was kind of like my satisfaction that uh people can see it and a lot of people saw it mm-hmm. a lot of people took pictures and uh even though um you know it was it was just a small presentation it wasn't that big of a presentation but people were there mm-hmm. and uh people were showing up like um uh next movie he showed up there that guy, that that '64, uh, Horizon. The Horizon, yeah. Horizon. Mm-hmm. He he showed up there. He wanted to buy that '64 from Yeah, he's already like Ruiz. he's already pulling you to the side, trying to give you an envelope. And uh, he actually said, like, I'm taking this car. Really? Like, <laughs> and, and I now. text Luis and I go, Luis, he wants a car so uh, bad. What's your PayPal? <laughs> but uh Luis. Didn't finish the car completely the way he wanted it. Mm -hmm. So he's still working on it. He's still adding more stuff to it. But um, that was one of them. Another one was, uh, you know, Bastard, Cass from Bastard Shop. And also, nice Stefanska, he showed up in there. So a lot of guys from, you know, the lowrider scene, Mm -hmm. they were there and saying hi. And it was so much fun over there.
0: That's awesome. You're probably pretty busy wrapped up, like, talking to it, them.
1: The day went so fast to me.
0: Yeah.
1: For me. And, and uh, I didn't even have a chance to, like, look at the the yeah, I cars ask, and stuff. Did you,
0: like, go walk around? I walk see? a little
1: bit, but it was more because I needed to go and grab something to eat or mm-hmm. because I needed a drink or because I wanted to stop at, you know, the uh, California uh, social club mm-hmm. uh, booth? Uh, booth. And I stopped you know, a few other guys in there. So that was the only reason why I kind of walk away from it. But uh, people were just coming, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing the whole presentation.
0: Yeah, man, that's nuts. Because, like, I mean, a lot of these guys, they follow you on Instagram. So yes, they do. It's like to finally see it in person. Right. They must have been tripping out like, here it is. Yes, yes. You did it, you know?
1: Yes. Um, I mean, I was tired, but I was, like, um, happy about, the final results mm-hmm. on that.
0: Yeah. Wow, man. That's awesome. And it's like, I, I felt, you know, you guys being out there and coming back, I know you guys are going to be very inspired, but at the same time, I was thinking like, you know what? They're probably going to be tired too. Like they he's probably going to take a break from building and just kind of chill for a while. And I mean, I, I know you did, you did kick it for a while. You know, you're hanging out with your family, just, getting things ready but then it just seemed like like that spark just started again like yes you know you you started working on projects and then you were like hey check it out and one of the ones that stood out to me a lot um at first was when you started talking about jose's um dreams because i i had uh, that Loiter issue, what is it? like? The What anniversary is it? It's like a 25th anniversary. Okay. I,
1: it's a purple cover.
0: Yeah. And the one that I had, like the cover's like ripped, you know, so it's all loose. Right. But the rest of the issue was like really nice. Still mm-hmm. mint. Even the poster layout. And I remember having a conversation with Alvin about that and with you and then you guys got into it in the conversation. Um, Yeah, to show the... So yes. this is Jose's Dreams right here. It's a 64 Impala... And, um, and this is a car that you saw back in the day in person, in person. And, you know, just seeing like the paint job, right. In my head, I'm like, I don't know where to start, but I know with you, you already have an, like an idea of where to go, what to do. But I, but I remember, um, you telling us that you wanted to do this. And I was just thinking like, man, when, when is he going to do it? And I just, to me, I was like, man, that thing looks complicated. So the issue that I had, Alvin told me, "Hey, um, like I've been looking for this issue, I can't find it." So I told him, "Dude, I'll give you my copy because it seems to have some kind of sentimental value for you." Because he said he, he had met him. Yes, uh, he through, used to work for him through his uh, father. It was like a friend. No, I think through, of his. His too. father used to work for Jose Arredondo
1: in uh, in Bakersfield.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was like, "Dude, like I'll give you that issue." So then not only that car but the other one we'll get into later is going to be the Boogie Nights part 2. Yes. So I was like, dang, he's going to take on 2 and at the same time you're doing a 65 Impala, rival 65. So it's like um I was like just tripping out how it's just like constantly non-stop like like the 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 dedication's there, it's in your blood. It's like an addiction. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yes. So um for this car here, let's start off with uh, Jose's dreams. Um, back in the day, you saw this car in person. What kind of an impact did that have on you when you saw it? I was blown away because this is back in 1979,
1: somewhere in there. And uh, the car was in the garage with a car cover. And uh, I knew the guys from the United Car Club. And he was from United car- the United Car Club in the San Fernando Valley. And uh, when I when I first got into the garage, the car was covered. So the minute he started pulling the cover up, I was like looking at the chrome suspension, the wheels, the flake, like resin flake. And I started seeing all the rainbow colors. I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Never seen anything like that in my life. And uh, it was it was a big impact for me because when i uh when i was used to see just solid candies so this was something that was patterned it was more like different and uh and this is i don't know if you remember my first low rider bicycle magazine has a 64 hopper and it has something like this paint job a little bit like a resemblance yes and i was trying to for you know when i was back back then i'm talking about 1991 92 Mm -hmm. i was trying to do something similar and uh i didn't have this the skills that i have now the Mm -hmm. materials that i have now uh the experience so i did something similar and you can look at that on the, on the lore Bicycle Magazine on the third issue, that it's pretty similar to this car, but not even close. Mm-hmm. Now that I have the experience, I'm not scared about any paint job anymore. Yeah. I can kind of duplicate. To me, I can duplicate anything as long as I put my hands on it. And that uh, this car, I practice on Boogie night 1. Then I practice on Boogie Nights 2. And I go, you know what? I'm gonna do Jose's dreams. I'm, I knew I was gonna make it anyways, but now I had the confidence that I can do it, and uh, so far, it's coming so smooth,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no problems. It's just a matter of uh,
0: time, to mm-hmm. get it done. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because like I wish I would I would be able to see a car like that in person, like yeah. you know, from that era, uh, cruising around. So like yes. i think if if a car like that was preserved it would make so much noise people would be tripping out on that <laughs> and like now that i'm I, I the model's right here in front of us and and i'm looking at it you know i'm, I'm starting to to kind of see like the sort of the steps right. on there uh when you started this um you laid out a, a silver base on there And then after that, you hit it with the, uh, tropical glitz flake.
1: Yes. Uh, first it was a silver base and then I used the 0.004 tropical glitz, uh, flake. After I see, I saw your 67, we start painting a few more cars with the, with that flake. I like the way it sparks. It really sparks when you throw these, uh, you know, the lights on the side Mm -hmm. and, uh, it it really gives on scale like if it's a jumbo flake on a car model,
0: yeah. And
1: that's when I, that's what I wanted to give that look on a model like if it's resin flake like mm-hmm. from back in the days, yeah. And uh, so far, using the flake with SG100, it no problems.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh, I, the other day, um, I hooked up my external hard drive and I started looking through all the. Remember back then when I would the first time I was coming over, I would bring down my GoPro. Yes, and I, and I would record you, and we would just be hanging out and recording like what you were to be doing. And there's a clip that I saw where uh, we were in the yard and you were flaking. Um, I forget what, but you were just like at it, like, and you could just see like the the flake. It's at night too, but I thought it was pretty cool, like seeing that footage. Uh-huh. and and it's 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 just crazy because at that time you could you could tell by looking at my face that I was just like tripping out like mm-hmm. just just observing what was going on and and it's just I don't know I trip out on that like when I see that footage from now from then and then comparing to like now from you know hanging out with you and then going to all these shows and meeting a lot of people through you and through other friends you know it's um it's kind of crazy like seeing all this stuff but um just seeing like like that happened with the flake, and every time I see like your cars and like that, that visuals in it's like in my head. Like I could already, I could already visualize yourself uh, spraying that car with the flake. Yes, um, uh,
1: and I did the belly. I did the um, the firewall, the wheel wells inside the trunk. It's already uh, like uh, molded,
0: mm-hmm. trunk sh- like shaved.
1: All shaved. It's all flaked. So I'm not adding. The outside paint job on the belly, on the gas tank, firewall, wheel wheels, and inside the trunk and on the trunk bay also. Mm-hmm. So it'll be more into the car than just the outside paint job.
0: Yeah. And I have a question. So, the way the the stage that it's at right now, I still see some silver and obviously there's paint, some colors. But um, are you going to have to back mask all that? Yes. And then just come back and hit all the silver with another color?
1: Yes. And it's going to take hours. Mm-hmm. To back mask. To back mask oh, everything and then throw the the gold. But I still have to put a, like a ribbon that it has a rainbow color on the side pillars in the back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going to do some little corrections on some of the areas in red. And then throw the yellow. And then I still have to do some other panels on the
0: bottom of the hood and the bottom of the inside of the trunk also yeah one thing that stood up that stands out to me a lot that i really like and it's something that i'm like oh man why didn't i think of that it, i would say is those lines that you incorporated that have like the little what we call the little chingis that chingis that in uh, there you go it gives that pinstripe look even on the boogie nights too that we'll show you guys uh a little later um I started to see that when you started to post the video where you're pulling it, and then yes. you see it, and then it curves, and yes. then it's coming off. And I'm looking at that, and I'm going like, dang, like, I haven't seen that. Like, I've never seen that. Like, I've, I haven't seen you do that, and I haven't seen anybody else do it, but you're just doing it right there. And I'm like, dude, that's, like, I can see a lot of people trying that out. Even yeah. me, I was like, I want to try that out at some point. Yeah, and what's nice about it is that if you if you don't like it the way it
1: looks, you can take the tape out and redo it again however you want it. Mm-hmm. So, once it's done the way you want it, then it's ready to spray, and then you just remove that tape. Mm-hmm. As long as you have Tropical Glitz with SG100 and SG100 base, it, you will not have any problems by peeling the paint or you know, flaking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, it, it works pretty good with that combination of uh, Tropical Glitz and the SG100, it, 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 it Gives a good grip, like for the tape.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, I use the blue tape. I use the uh, yellow tape, and I use the green tape. the The yellow tape has a little bit more, like, like glue in it, so it Mm -hmm. sticks better, but it doesn't curve as nice as the green one. The green one, for some reason, if you cut it thin, you can curve lines, and you can, and it sticks correctly yeah and then i use the blue one when i'm doing back masking because it doesn't have a lot of glue and i'm not worried about pulling any paint mm-hmm. over that flake that's so, cool.
0: that's a that's a nice way to like you know they're different colors yes and now you know what it works for you correct like you know because i'm used to just using the green but that, but i do have yellow mm-hmm. and i do have some of the blue as well and yeah, it's, that's a that's a nice um you know i guess like a tip or something that someone out there wants to probably try something like that right and it
1: also helps when you're doing panels that you don't want to make the mistake by painting the wrong p- panel at the color that you don't want mm-hmm. so i use colors for covering certain panels so that i know that that panel should not be removed yes. until the end
0: yeah. And then also,
1: because if I use green tape for paint striping or the chingis, uh, and then I put green tape or yellow tape over that, uh-huh. once I pull that tape, I'm going to bring all those little.
0: Yeah, it's going to grab it. All yeah.
1: the work that I did is going to be gone. <laughs> so you have to kind of play a little bit with the tape uh-huh. also.
0: Dang. It's crazy cuz like you're 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 telling me this, right? You're telling me like this is what could go wrong and I'm like I'm laughing cuz it already th- happened. <laughs> but yeah, like it's happened before, but I I remember like even back in the day like with with my friends, like we'd be would buy a model, we'd be painting it and then we we'd like mess up, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we would be like laughing. Like I'd I'll start laughing if I messed up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my friend would I had a friend who would be too serious, like uh, we're, we're like What's so funny? Why are you laughing? I'm like, dude, I just messed up. Like, (laughs) I'm have to like go get another kid or something. I don't know. And he was just like, ah, you guys are just wasting your money for laughs or whatever. And he thought we were doing this intentionally, but we Mm -hmm. weren't, you know. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I um, I'm just visualizing myself because I'm imagining myself like trying it out, and then I'm all jacking up, and I'm like, dang, now I gotta improvise, right? You know. Um, I do love the trim that you added. On the bottom to make it a, a it's an
1: Impala yeah, yeah.
0: sixty four, um, non, non non super sport so that that's awesome right there
1: yeah and I chop the roof a little bit because the model comes with the roof a little bit too high mm-hmm. so all I do is just a slightly chopped just to kind of give a a slick look on mm-hmm. the sixty four I mean we used to call it a box so the car looks more like a box mm-hmm. after you chop a little the roof a little bit. And then also on the bottom of the doors, I kind of send it down so the car looks more slammed. Oh, okay, I see. And then drop uh, my belly also
0: tucked uh, in more.
1: Tucked in more. Yeah. So when I put all my chrome frame and all the suspension, the car still sits to the ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's uh, that's nice. It's coming along pretty good so and, and this just,
0: and I this like car it. uh did it get sold or, or what, ha- what what was like the background story behind it like for it not existing anymore? Mm-hmm.
1: Well Jose arredondo, the owner, he finished the car, and he was one of those guys that he will never keep a car for a long time,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: he posted on the on the magazine that the car was for for sale, so I think it only went to two or three shows one of, one of them was uh, up north. But when the, he sold the car, uh, the story is that they were they tra- trailer the car, and it flipped the trailer, and the car was totally destroyed. Dang. So the car was never anywhere. And after that, mm-hmm. so even he doesn't know what really happened to the car. Yeah. you know, after so many years,
0: that's crazy.
1: So all this time, I've been like, I want to bring this car alive. Mm-hmm. In a three-dimensional, you know, with the uh, with the models, you can
0: almost mm-hmm. see the whole car. Yeah, done. I, I think uh, what would be pretty awesome too later is uh, when you bring this out to a show. Um, you know how there's like these like kind of not a frame, but like these like plastic displays where you could even just slip in the poster. Yes, and you could have that poster like displayed behind it in the car. People trip out seeing that right there.
1: Yes, it would be nice
0: and have a little story about the car and stuff like that. Yes. Dang, that's cool. The good thing is you got the the poster Mm -hmm. right there. Was it hard finding more photos of that car?
1: Well, after, you know, many years talking with people, I was able to get some more personal pictures from friends. And they're in my collection for pictures. And... I can see the car in different places where they took the pictures. Yeah, when when it was in the United Car Club.
0: Wow, that's awesome! Now nah, it's it's coming together, and you're doing it fast. I mean, <coughs> I'm just like I'm tripping out. Like I'm like, what the heck? Like I'll get a text message, and there's like a new update on it. Yeah, and I'm like, dang, he's putting in that work, and you and you've been staying up late, right, on the weekends, some late nights. Mm,
1: not that late, but, but you can say. 11, 12, midnight. Four just in the morning. Spe- nah. it, it, it's more like the tape, the taping, mm-hmm, what's that the masking time. because it's spraying it is, it only, it's only like 10 minutes
0: and then you, I have to take everything out. <laughs> it's like
1: fun is over.
0: Yeah. So, so like when you're pouring the paint in the cup, you just pour like a small little amount, right? Yes. you're only hitting, I can see like, you know, like certain colors in certain areas.
1: Yes. And I have to like, um. Like, if I'm gonna start with the blue, because it's like a rainbow color. So, when I start with the blue, I try to get the blue areas ready. And then I have to clean my airbrush. And then I go to the green one Mm. and clean my airbrush again.
0: And then go to the yellow one and clean my airbrush again. You know know what? uh, Right now that you're saying that, what you probably need to get, what I would recommend is uh, like, you know, the company like FBS? Yes. They make the tapes. Well, they have a a pump sprayer, and I use one of those too, for for my um, like LPH80 and the LPH400. Mm-hmm. But with this bottle, you fill it up with lacquer thinner. You ha you have a handle, and then you have like the pump spray, mm-hmm. and like the tip of it fits in the cup, where like you just turn it on. You know, the paint's coming out or whatever, mm-hmm. and you just pump it once, and it's just gonna like. It's just going to spray everything like it brings everything down. Like, you know, on the cup on the walls, yes. it like gets all full of that paint. Uh-huh. It, it brings all that stuff off. Like I would say like two pumps and it's clean. Yeah. And then throw in the next color.
1: Yeah. What I do is I use the, uh, just a plastic bottle with, uh, with a, with a lacquer thinner, with a thinner. Yeah. And then, um, I have the, you know, that retainer for when you're cleaning your airbrush mm-hmm. I water. and I just, I just pour it in there and spray it until it, cleans up and then I just use a Q-tip and be ready for the next color yeah so because I'm painting over here in the garage mm. and at night I'm not going to be painting outside mm-hmm. so I have my car behind me mm-hmm. and I don't want my car to be oversprayed yeah. so I try to use very small amount of paint mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to make this big Neemo, cloud of, production or, like, like, and all that stuff now if i imagine I'm, like, getting overspray. you have to get like yes. a ride with lacquer thinner yes like- that's why I'm very careful, you know. Yeah. Now, flake, it's outside. Mm-hmm. But for these um, little panels, it's, it's not that bad.
0: Yeah. I still remember um, flaking a skateboard in the in that room next to my, mm-hmm. my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And I opened the fan, like, really wide, like, all, all the way. All I the just way. It was, like, all the way. And instead of, like, spraying and tapering it, mm-hmm. like, adjusting it so you start to close it up a little mm-hmm. bit. I had a big, big fan, and the PSI, like, really high. Like, I didn't even pay attention to the PSI. I was just like, all right, I'm straight. And then I'm over here, and I angle it down. And, like, the fan, obviously, it's, like, that way, and then it's going to hit me. Mm-hmm. So, I go, and as soon as I start spraying, the bottom part, it just got all over my pants and all my <laughs> shoes. <laughs> and then I was like, dang. Like, once I was done, I was like, man, it's all over my shoes. So, I got a broom and I started just brooming off the flakes from my shoes, and a lot of it came off. But it was done; it was like dried on there. Yeah, the, the, flake was everywhere. Yeah, especially I'll, the micro flake. I was like, "It's know, it's done." I was like, oh, "It's all good." Point zero four—that's yeah. the size of like a hair <laughs> on a diameter. <laughs> I was like, "That's it, right there." But yes. The um the next project we wanna show is gonna be the Boogie Nights.
1: Boogie Nights, Part yeah.
0: two. Here I'll help yeah. you. Let me uh I'll get this here very carefully. Alright, don't wanna drop it. Okay, don't jinx it. Alright. Here we go. You want me to pass you this one? Wanna put that on that side over there? Nice. So uh this model car here, this is um Boogie Nights Part Two. Uh part one. What year was, would you say part one was made? Oh, my goodness. It was five years ago because uh,
1: I took the car to um, Classic Legends.
0: Mm -hmm. Was that the
1: first time it premiered that that you busted it out with? No, that was just the body. Okay. And it had the wheels, kind of like the way it is, Mm -hmm. this one, but with clear. Okay. And that's when I uh, told Jerry's, Jerry's, if you put hydraulics on this car, Mm -hmm. that car is yours.
0: Dang. Yeah, because I was going to mention he is like
1: the owner of that car. Right. And uh, he was like, I thought he was he didn't listen. But then later on, he goes like, are you sure what you just said? Uh. I go, yeah. If you put hydraulics, that car is yours. Dang. And right away, he put the hydraulics. And uh, <laughs> it became one of those, you know, iconic cars that,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it's one of a kind. So now I'm, you know, I was like, man, I want to do Boogie Nights too. Mm-hmm. And I tweak it a little bit. I kind of change few few uh, panels, but it still kind of looks like the Boogie Nights one, mm-hmm. except that this is a '69, and uh, this '69 is um, it has a molded skirts in the back. Um, of course, it's going to have the hideaways in the front, and they're they're going to work remote control, and it's going to have power antennas that are going to work remote control. And, uh, Jerry's is going to do his magic on the hydraulics. Mm -hmm. Um, can't wait to get that car painted. I mean, already finished. There's only a few, few more panels that I have. I want to come up with a new idea Mm -hmm. and then, uh, shoot the clear and then, uh, send it to Netherlands and Mm -hmm. after Netherlands, um, can't wait to see it back.
0: It's almost like you're, it's like you're sending it out to a shop Yeah, overseas, you know?
1: I, you know getting ready and all that stuff so
0: that's dope i
1: I do love the molded skirts yeah i was like even surprised myself because uh i didn't know if i was gonna do it this way um but i you know the idea came up where i can do like the t-drop kind of look and i also did that t-drop on the front because 69s they have a different um like a wheel well mm-hmm. um configuration and now it's more like like slick so I'm adding like spotlights on the parking lot parking lights and uh the tail lights are gonna be the same as boogie night one
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but uh yeah it's I like the way it's coming out and it's coming out really really smooth like again No issues so far. Let me knock on wood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like trying to fit everything. Oh, nothing's fitting the glass. Well,
1: the body work, it was, was, uh, you know, mission two. Because this 69, um, it was a 70. And what Mm -hmm. I did is I cut the front fenders. And I got the hood on eBay. And then Juana Mesquan had a promo that it was all beat up. But the fenders were good. Mm-hmm. So, he says, Armando, you you can have these fenders. So, I strip them and I put them on this car to make it into a 69.
0: Dang. It's so, like a puzzle. You're so getting it, all the pieces. Just
1: to have a 69. Yeah. So, it, it has a lot of body work. I chopped the roof too. I slanted the front windshield. Did a molded dash. Built-in color bar. And stretched the pocket straight. So... It, it, it took a while to do all the body work before mm-hmm. I painted it. Probably that's what takes longer to me,
0: mm-hmm. the body work. The body work.
1: And uh, then I did the whole belly. Everything tucks in so the car is body drop. So when it has the hydraulics, um, when Jeffries puts the hydraulics, the car is, is going to slam to the you know body mm-hmm. drop like to the floor. All the way
0: down, yeah. Yes. Man, yeah, it's it's looking crazy. Like when... It's gonna be amazing to see both cars next to each other.
1: Yeah, I you know, think so side too. To That'd be awesome. I think so too, and uh, thanks to Jerry's, you know, the collaboration and getting uh, getting stuff uh, between, you know, both of us, mm-hmm. uh, we always come up with something nice.
0: Yeah. Any um, because like from seeing Jose's dreams and this one, you know, there's obviously like lots of colors on the body. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling like maybe later you'll do another one? Maybe not a boogie nights like three or anything like that, but just you know with those vibes, like those colors.
1: Yes, um, the where I got inspired is from the painters. The mm-hmm. painter was Jimmy Olivas, and that was, um, yeah, I mean he's still alive. I mean, but I talked to him a few years ago, and I showed him boogie nights one, and he was like surprised that. You know you can do that on a car model, mm-hmm. but my moti- my motivation and my inspiration is through his paint jobs. And there's also a '65 that has a similar paint job. I would like to do that '65 too,
0: mm.
1: kind of like a replica of that '65. Yeah. And there's only a few pictures of that car, and uh, but I can I can make that replica off of those pictures that are around. Mm -hmm. So there's a few cars that are, that that have the same style. And, uh, I start noticing that, you know, the challenge is getting, you know, stronger and stronger and more difficult, but not impossible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if I'm going to do a paint job or I'm going to build a model, I try to make it where it's like that challenge that, that, uh, you know, how far you can go. Yeah, if it's just a painted car, it's not as challenged as one of these. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of where where I'm focusing right now, just to give that challenge of that paint job.
0: Yeah, it, it's almost like all the years of things you've done is preparing you, prepared you for this. Yes, and and still moving forward. You know, Jose's dreams and and then the plans that you got for the future builds correct too so yeah i mean it's that's the thing like you know you and, and other master builders from back in the day you guys gotta continue doing your you know like pushing that envelope because it's thanks to all you guys that are motivating us you know that have been doing this for you know, let's say five years, two years, three years, or even this year, you know, people that are just jumping on now, you know, like where we need to be still inspired, you know, and seeing all this stuff, it definitely is an eye opener and it makes us want to try it and and just be like, wow, you, you know, that impression, like you you can do that with the model car. Right. And, uh,
1: I do it for to inspire other people, right, but uh, also people inspire me mm-hmm. uh when I see Pancho's paint job, I'm going like, Whoa, um when I see a few guys that are you know really good at, on on doing the paint jobs, there's always this little panel or this color or something that they use, and I'm going, Wow, this is nice yeah so i I get inspired by uh-huh. those guys, so I'm pretty sure. I can inspire other people. And uh, I just don't want the hobby to die. Yeah. I want to bring new generations, Mm -hmm. um, new ideas, tell people that, you know, you can go this far when you're doing a car model. And uh, when I see the final results is when my goal was finished, was done. Mm -hmm. And there's always new stuff, there's always um, technologies advancing and I'm like what's next so as soon as I, I find out about a new technique, I try to implement that into a car model
0: mm-hmm. yeah, because I mean, things are evolving, Like nice. already talking about the, the antennas to be remote control, mm-hmm. like I can't wait to see that, you know um, I'm sure like for you visually you already see it you you could, you already know the mechanism of how this is going to go down with me. I wouldn't even know where to begin. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be like, like, it would, it would take me years to finally like start to visualize that. But then once you present that and I see it, then that's when the questions start to yes. come out. Like, yes. Like, you know, not only like, where'd you buy that, but it's more like, how'd you even put it together? What's controlling it? What's mm-hmm. powering it? Right all those things start to emerge and you always need a, I think like in any community and anything that you do, whether it's this or even sports, there's always going to be someone out there, people that are like just pushing that envelope, doing stuff. And then everybody else is like, we want to know, like, you know? Yes. Even
1: those hoppers from uh, so many ways, Mm -hmm. um, I see their progress of oh, from the beginning when they were, you know, busting out. And now I
0: see, like, ridiculous suspension. And, yeah. And now it, it's so nice. The video you took when we were at NNL. Right. Um, that George brought that. It was a 63 convertible. Yeah, the red one. And he set it up right in front of the Paradise Road. Mm-hmm. And you guys were about to start filming. Um, you know, just seeing that car... And him just lifting it side to side, and then he starts hopping and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I started to feel like, man, this is like, like, a modern day, like where it's at right now. Right. You know, this is where where hopping has gone to. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's people that did the hopping back then that stepped away from car modeling. Yeah. Now they're coming in. And now they're starting to see, like, wait a minute, that's a different setup than the setup that I did back in the day. Oh, yeah. And they're like, where do you get the, the A-arms? What do you, what, what, what? you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. It starts to, to like, shock all these people. And then it also brings excitement. Like, right. I want to try that out now. Yeah, I
1: see their pictures. And now I see, like, brass parts for the suspension. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine what they're going to do. Because yeah. when I used to do my hoppers, I was doing also all the mechanism through my experience of the machine shop. So it was easy for me to machine anything and then make it work. But for them, they're just basically building everything from scratch build too. Mm. And when when I see how the car is moving, it looks so realistic. Yeah. And, uh, and they're getting better. They're getting better in the paint jobs. They're getting
0: better in the interiors. And uh, now with the new wheels, I mean, yeah, I, it's definitely evolving. That's the cool thing is uh, I, I kind of feel like from that time when you guys did the Whittier Boulevard, obviously, I because I was coming into it new and this was like my first time, first show being there, um, I kind of feel like everybody who was in that room is who's like kind of building right now still. Yes. And I mean, for sure, there was a lot of you guys were doing it back then you know in 2000s and going forward but i kind of feel like a lot of the people that were there were impacted that they're still remembering and and they're still in that zone where where they're building they're doing something but i still remember seeing some of the guys from so many ways there but not knowing them yet right. not meeting them yet just just seeing them and even remember they even had some cars in the competition table locked up. Yes. And I saw some of the cables and I was thinking like, oh, they're probably going to hop later. Like someone is, you know? Yes. Who owns these cars? Yes. And then um, little by little, they started coming out to the show, like other shows after that. And then that's when they started busting out. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, it's not just one guy. It's like all of them. Right. That are in that club. And then then it's crazy from that time to now, just seeing the evolution of it. Yes. From them, like, and then the pain drops, too. Like, just everything is, like, switching up. Yes. And uh,
1: they're very humble. Mm-hmm. And since day one, I remember they brought the the big speakers started playing the music loud. And they just started having fun yeah. just being in there. <laughs> and I was, like, thumbs up, man. Because that's, like, mm-hmm. that's what's all about. Yeah. Having fun, enjoy, and uh, have a
0: good time mm-hmm. there. Well, even like their event that they had that oh, yeah. that one year, I mean the yeah. the first time, it yeah. hasn't even been a year yet. Yeah. But I know that when they said they're gonna have their show, and then all of a sudden like it came up and boom, like everyone was there. Yes, it was a big turnout for that for yes. show. I and was like tripping was out. Food there, and it was it was very nice. Yeah, I could only imagine like when they later, you know, when they announce the now like a one year anniversary the second show they're going to do like how that turnout's going to be. I'm sure a lot of people are going to plan out to make it to that. Yes. You know, that's that's crazy. It's like um like just just seeing all this like happening and I mean a lot of people see it too on Instagram. We're seeing things happen day by day like new updates. Yes. New new people doing new things, you know, like like this car, you know, you've been showing it in your stories. And every time I see it, I'm just like, dang. And I'm sure a lot of people are tripping out on it, too.
1: Yes, there, I get a lot of response from not just car modelers, but also from family members, from, uh, you know, in the car scene. And uh, even artists, they see it like, you know, wow, you know.
0: Yeah, even when I, when uh, the last previous episode, when I had Chris on, Airshot, he was like, dude, I, I like Boogie Nights. He was like digging it. Cause I mean, he's a painter too. So yeah, all you guys with colors and everything, you know, it, uh, it it pops.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, we as an artist, we always watching all the artists Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, there's always that motivation
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that, that, wow, you learn from them, you know, or, you know, there's always something that you can get from anybody. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I see. That's another painter that he's doing, you know, some uh, crazy paint jobs, too. Yeah. And he does it for people, too.
0: Yeah, I, I I feel like when I'm looking on Instagram for myself, like, I look at your work, Boncho's work, Chris's work, you know, just, like, seeing, like, like all the different stuff that's going on with, with car modeling. Yeah. You know, it just it stands out a lot. Like, dang. And then... And even even a lot of that, you know, now we're starting to see the evolution with Hot Wheels, too. The, oh, the, yes. the paint jobs. Yes. It's almost like the scale is, like, starting to get complex. It's not yes. just a solid color or two colors. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get more and more intense. With yeah. That. And I'm watching those
1: guys, and those guys are like, wow.
0: <laughs> on a Hot Wheel? Yeah.
1: It's like... And they're doing rainbow, rainbow colors on, yeah. the, on, the, on the Hot Wheel.
0: Mm-hmm. So... That's what looks cool right there. I'm I'm definitely uh digging that. Mm-hmm. Um one, one um one thing too I was gonna ask is how how did it feel going to NNL West this year for you? How was that experience? Well you brought out a lot of stuff for I, this one. Paradise Road finally I, got its debut out here. I did. Too bad I was sick. Oh that's right. Yeah, I was sick. You almost and, missed it. You um, weren't even I, gonna go. I almost
1: didn't go because I was so <laughs> messed up. Yeah, I forgot and, about that. And You're right. And uh but I told Juan, Juan, let's go. Vámonos. Mm-hmm. So I got there and I wanted to go to the pizza at night.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: bad. So I got there. I was probably the second one. It was only um um the the guy that did the... Uh, oh, Alex? Alex, and then yeah. another guy right there sitting by themselves. And I go, okay, what are you doing? You know, is this the table where we're going to set up? I set it up, but uh, I couldn't even drink. I couldn't even eat. I was just asking for hot water so I can get a tea. Yeah. I brought my own bag of like tea. The tea. And I was just like like a zombie walking everywhere. Just
0: tri- tripping out.
1: Yeah. so. Dang. Uh, sorry if I didn't say hi to some people, but uh-huh. you know, it was more like, uh, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it
0: mm-hmm.
1: until the next day
0: Yeah,
1: when I went to, uh, the NNL in the morning, I was still kind of like down. And as soon as my niece came in and brought me a beer, I became alive. Yeah, I was like, snapped
0: you out of it. Yeah.
1: To go there stuff out.
0: Yeah, you needed that boost right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember we were talking about, all right, because I was was driving up with Dennis and then you and Juan were going to hit the road, but I I felt like we were all going to kind of take off at the same time. Uh And at some point, we were like, yeah, we'll meet up at New Type Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, all this stuff. And I remember, like, we woke up early and then we're like, all right, let's let's stop by the McDonald's by my house, Mm -hmm. get some breakfast, and then I was like, like let me let me hit up Armando, you know. And then finally, like we we got talking and stuff, and I was tripping out that you were like, oh man, like you sounded different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you were gone, and I was like, oh dang, is he even gonna go? Mm-hmm. I felt like you were just gonna like not go, like just cancel it completely, you know. And then I was like, well, today's Friday. Tomorrow's the show, mm-hmm. and and I remember just thinking like. You know, like, dude, I remember texting, you like, just rest and maybe take off at 12. Instead of leaving at 7 a.m., you probably need to just go to sleep and, and give it some hours for your body to rest so you could take off. But you ended up hitting me up, I think, like around 10. And you were like, I'm on my way. I'm on my way because I didn't want to miss the pizza night. Mm-hmm. I think that pizza
1: night is what, uh, what got me to go. Yeah. Because I knew it was going to be packed. Mm-hmm. I knew uh you know everybody's posting that they're going to be there
0: so I figured okay that thing is going to be better than the NNL. Mhm. Yeah, like- it's crazy like I felt like the energy, uh-huh, the vibe and like the people showing up it was like a bigger response. Yes. For the um for the pre-party, the the pizza party that Alex did and then after that I was like, "Oh, it's done. All right. Everybody goes back to their hotels, and then it's like, all right, l- let me get my model ready, or let me just go to sleep, or whatever, right? For a lot of people, because yeah. we gotta wake up early. Everyone wakes up early, and and it's almost like you're a little. It's almost like you're a little hungover of all the 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 exciting night from before, right? But you're still like excited and and now this and that. But then you're there, and then it's just kind of like the like the levels the energy kind of dies out and you're kinda like, all right, like it's like seeing the cars and everything's great. And seeing your friends and all, but I felt like the energy was a little low because it was so lit up the night before. Yeah, and one of the things is a it's a
1: big building. So mm-hmm. a lot of people wants to go and buy something from the vendors or it's just big. But at the pizza place, you're like in the it's same room. Very intimate. You're, yeah. You're like, you walk a little bit. You're on, you're already in a pizza
0: or you're talking with somebody. It's just like everybody's there. Yeah. It was like. So it's you like, feel like home. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're over here like talking like, hey, what's up? Boom. You know, this and that. Yeah. Then you back up and you like in and bump back. You turn around you take a bite of a pizza from somebody. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit, Armando. You get the pizza. All right. All right. And then you start talking. And, and... everybody was offering pizza. Man. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was dope, dude. Yeah. The thing was crazy, I didn't even eat no pizza. I didn't even drink anything Mm -hmm. because I was so, like, excited and talking with people and recording stuff and walking out to get stuff and come back in and out, in and out. Mm -hmm. That I mean, yeah, like, people were like, oh, get some, whatever. Dude, I had no time to even think about any of that. I was just, like, recording and then saying, what's up? And once it was all done, I was just like. Like, Oh damn! What just happened? You know? Yeah, yeah. You came in late a little bit. Like it was like like twenty f- minutes. No, nah, it was probably like thirty five, forty minutes late. Late. Because uh-huh. uh, we we were in the in the room chilling, getting our stuff ready, and then we were like, all right, let's take off. And then we look at the thing, and we're like, oh wow, we still got to drive. That's what made the the thing. We still had like a like a thirty five, like a thirty minute drive or so. So, if it wasn't for the distance, we would have we would have been there a lot earlier, you uh-huh. know. But uh, we kind of underestimated the time, right there. Yeah, and um, you know, I came
1: in early and I set up the Paradise Road there, and uh, I'm glad that I brought Paradise Road there mm-hmm. because I I think it looked really nice right in the middle and have all the cars, you know, on each side. Yeah, so. They kind of look nice because they were all in one place. Mm -hmm. Like when you go to the NNL, the cars are like all like.
0: There's some tables that were that were like empty. Uh You know, I I think like that pizza thing definitely added so much for that weekend. Yes. Or for especially for those people that traveled, Mm -hmm. because you got to think there's they can be spending two, three, maybe five hundred bucks. Let's say a trip with hotel maybe renting a car or it could be more right. Gas, all this stuff. It's an expense, right. Mm -hmm. Um, but having to be able to attend all these different things in a weekend, it makes it worth it as opposed to just going to one thing, you know? So I really feel like, like that just made the night for a lot of people, especially that came from far. Yeah. It, it it made my trip. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, uh, The next day, when we went to the NNL, on the way back, um, Skeleton and Vision 124 were thinking, you know, we're going to get there late. And I go, yeah, you guys can stay in my house. And then in the morning, we'll we'll have breakfast, and then we go to the uh, roster show. Mm -hmm. So they they end up staying at my house, which I was so happy about that because um, my house is always welcome. Mm-hmm. for you know everybody and uh from there we went to have breakfast and then we went to the to the Grand National and uh after that I told them like if you're gonna have dinner or whatever let me know. So sure enough they they they, they call me and, and, and they and they're and they're like uh we're here at the hotel and uh I go hey stay there I'm gonna go pick you guys up We went to Buffalo Wild Wings and then we had a few beers and it was awesome. I mean, these guys, I wanted to treat them you know, welcome Uh, like so they're, you know, when they go home, they go home with you know, something in their satisfaction in their their mind.
0: Yeah, like all the different things that they got to do.
1: Yes, because to me, uh, that's value that you're not at home, but every minute counts when you're not at home mm-hmm. and you're, and, and, and this is where you want people to to share with you. Yeah. You don't want to be in some place where you don't know anybody and nobody's saying hi mm-hmm. or, or you're not welcome. Yeah. So, my house is always welcome mm-hmm. for them. Yes.
0: Yeah, because it, yeah, it's one of those things like you go somewhere else and then just having that re- reassurance, you know, like, like like being somewhere else and you know you have your friends and then you got like a spot, you know, you feel safe. Yes. You know, you don't feel lost or like, oh, how am I going to do this? Like stressed out. Yes. You know, so that's always a, a nice thing right there. And I'm sure, you know, that's something that they'll, they'll never forget.
1: Yeah. And they came in and signed, uh, tagged my garage where I have a, you know, display where anybody that comes to my house, they they'll tag on it.
0: Yeah, that, that's a nice. Uh, it's like a display case. You have some some resin Is resin bodies in there. They're or like uh, resin. No, it's more like uh,
1: custom cars that I have worked through the years, but they're all primer.
0: Yeah, and then on the trim, he has like all these um, signatures, autographs, like hit ups, yeah. like all the like different people car modelers that come out here. Yeah, I can give you a list of few that I can read from here. And one is Dream
1: On, Joe Ray, there's uh, George, Vision 124, True Scale, Jeffries, Skeleton, uh, Willie, from Down to Scale, Gary Seeds, Juan, Bastards right there. Bastards from Japan, (laughs) Hector Lozano, uh, Travis, my goodness, there's so many... In there, uh, oh, I even have scale writers
0: in yeah. there too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's, <So, that? laughs>
0: who's that? Who's <laughs> that? But uh, yeah, it's that's cool. Now, that's a cool thing right there that you have all those things. I, I also like that other that model car show poster. They have all autographs. Yeah, that was in uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. That was like many years ago. What? Uh, that was uh, what year? Was it's it? just it's cool to see all those signatures. Like all those signatures all yeah, the majority are
1: from uh down to scale and uh uh masterpieces,
0: yeah, that's cool, man, um one model that you brought out at in and yeah is uh the sixty five Impala the rival yeah um rival sixty five let's show that one rival sixty five let me it's... put it in let me I will it. move this one out of the way, and we are gonna be bringing. Rival sixty five. For uh you guys listening out there, uh, obviously we're recording video as well, so make sure you check on YouTube so you can see these model cars. I'm gonna pass you Boogie Nights. Do not do Part not two. drop it. Yeah, don't don't drop it, don't jinx it. Um I really there's a lot of things I like about this car. Um, one of them being the way you have the plaque in the back mm-hmm. yeah. um it's hanging, which looks really nice the The tail lights something different on the tail lights as well um sixty fives usually have the three uh tail lights in the back, mm-hmm. but it looks like they were shaved off, and you did like a whole new. You set up in the back. I
1: unite the three lights, the, t- the three tail lights, and this was because um, there's a photographer from San Diego of Flores because his last name is Flores mm-hmm. and uh, he edited this picture of a 65 and he basically combined all the three lights together
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I thought that was a good idea mm-hmm. and I go, man, I want to do that on a 65. I want to see how it looks in a Mm -hmm. and a car model yeah so i end up doing it that way yeah it looks cool i like the colors too the like the panels yes i want to do something different where you know everybody does you know kind of like the fingerprint or or you know i try to stay more like that i will say like the 80s look and uh and i wanted to use that candy purple Mm. Uh Tropical Glitz send us remember send us some paint. A
0: package, yeah. A
1: package and uh and uh, some of the paint is from, from him and some of the flake tropical glitz. It's uh this flake here that he sent, it's really, really bright. Uh this is called uh, the galactic. galactic Silver. Man, this thing is like when you spray it, mm-hmm. it's really bright. And it pops, makes your candies pop really I even nice. wrote
0: one-on-one mix 101. right
1: there. That's yes. cool. So he he sent us, uh, you know.
0: And he uh, already sells them like this, right, too, yes. like set up?
1: Yes, yes. And uh, so he sent us, he us uh, uh, some paint, and uh, I end up using it on this car. So shout-out to Tropical Glitz. because yeah. uh, shout-out, Manny. is This Thank is, uh, this is uh, I think, um, this is the paint that I'm going to use now. I've been mm-hmm. using it on Boogie Nights and I've been using it on Jose's uh, Dreams. Yeah. So can't go wrong
0: with that. Yeah, because like, you, you, it's important to have a, a nice foundation.
1: Yeah. Know, it, a nice base. And, and, and
0: the delivery is so fast. Mm-hmm. You tell them, uh,
1: like, you know, when I needed more flake, I ordered another jar of flake and it came back like in three days. It was already at my door. Dang. So you don't need to Quick drive any anywhere. You can just mm-hmm. order it. And uh, next thing you know, it's in your house. So that's cool. Uh, that's a fast delivery, too.
0: Yeah. How, how long would you say it took you to um, to create the car and um, have it ready for the NNL? N&O? Well, this car was
1: uh, made for the uh, dedicated magazine for the uh, challenge build. Over, oh, the radical. Know, for, for radical mm-hmm. build. But I needed to go to Japan and that kind of like. Uh, it was going to stop me from finishing paradise road. Mm. So I went, I did the paint job. I did all the body work. I got my parts plated, but I didn't have enough time to finish the model because yeah. they only give us three months and uh, I needed like another month. Plus I wanted to add these led lights on the interior and uh, I go, I'm going to need more than a month. So when I came back from Japan, during Christmas, that's when I start, you know, playing with interior. And I wanted to give that a little bit of a modern interior look and something different just to, you know, motivate other people to,
0: mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, uh, create something different. Yeah. I like the, the screen on the on the dash on the console. Yes. Right there. So kind of modern. Yeah. So uh, uh, when the lights are dimmed
1: down. And that all the lights are turned on, it, it looks pretty,
0: mm-hmm. pretty nice. No, it looks beautiful, like it, it's—I don't know—just another addition on your wall of models, right there. Yes. Uh, so I guess fifty cars on the wall are not enough. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and it just keeps growing, and it, there's more. It's not gonna, not gonna stop.
1: Yeah, it keeps growing and growing. So I know uh, once I finish Boogie Nights. Two and, uh, Jose's dreams. Yeah. Um, how... There's other more.
0: How does it feel now, like, when you think about it? Look, you have model cars, you have paint, your airbrush, you have your tape, all these materials, and you're still looking for new, and you find new. Mm -hmm. Like, like, there's really nothing holding you back. No, everything is here. You know? So, my. you know,
1: I wanted to have everything here. Mm-hmm. That way there's no excuses. Yeah. There's no <laughs> like, oh, I need this. Yeah. I got to stop. No. I want to have everything here. Yeah. And if I'm running out of uh, container or tape, uh, I just go and buy it and I know I have my next bottle ready.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Just to have everything in here.
0: Yeah. You know? That's dope. Yeah. Because it's always best when you have everything. You have your glues. You know, styrene. I have, the, I have the whole
1: hobby store here.
0: Yeah, you got to. I I I uh, I like that. And I if
1: like... and if I think about something that I need, I just go and buy it and, and you know mm-hmm. get it and uh, have it here. Even yeah. if I'm not gonna use it right away, but I want to have it
0: here. Mhm. It's just it's crazy. Like now it's it's so accessible. Yes. And back then it was like hard to get the information and hard to get the stuff. Yes. You know, and it's come a long way. Yes. It's uh,
1: no excuses anymore.
0: Yeah, no. Nah, uh-uh. And I think it's great, especially for someone jumping into it, you know, now mm-hmm. like trying to get into it. Um, I mean, if you really want to learn how to, um, you know, get creative with your paint jobs and take your models to the next level, you can do it, but you also got to be willing to like spend the money as well like it, it can be a little expensive at a time at time but definitely like if you're gonna buy an airbrush like just go all out like be in it for the long haul like get a nice iwata airbrush mm-hmm. you know um I, compressor can be iwata or really any other brand you know but i um i always like to go with the brands that are very dependable because when you have good equipment And and then you start to learn. And when you link up with somebody that knows and they're they're giving you knowledge and you start doing it, I almost feels like there's less chance of error. You know, like, I mean, it's going to be up to you, but you'll figure it out. But at least you don't have to blame it on your equipment. Right. And be like, oh, it's because you don't even know what it is. You know, it could be the airbrush or something. But when you have good equipment.
1: Yeah. One of the I think the most important on a car model is the paint job. And uh if you just focus on a paint job and the wheels, the rest of it is all scratch built. You can mm-hmm. you can almost do any everything else from scratch. But the paint job and the wheels, it's what to me is like what it talks to you. Like mm-hmm. this is this is uh and, and of course there's different levels of car model building, but if you focus on the paint job and you are able to manage the paint job with the right equipment, then uh, the wheels are next. And there's wheels out there you can fabricate, you can create, you can mix with you know, whatever you can find with another model. But there's always ways to have that paint job and those wheels on that car. And then the rest of it is pretty much, uh, that's where your artistic mind comes in. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be more creative, if you want to be more open, uh, you can do so much. Want to open doors, open trunk, or undercarriage, or put hydraulics, or put lights, that's extra. But the, the model itself, the paint job is kind of what I see that if it's there, mm-hmm. that's already a plus.
0: Yeah, it's kind of... You could compare it like to like someone that dr like dressing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. The paint jobs, your clothes, mm-hmm. what you're gonna wear with your your pants, your your shirt, and then the the wheels, your shoes, mm-hmm. you know. But it's more like the paint job. Obviously, it's more of an upscale thing. So it's almost like you're yeah. you're looking for the right suit with the right shoes, the right belt, you know, maybe yeah. the right watch or something. And yeah. you and you don't want to dress a little too ridiculous, you know. And
1: that happens to the real cars too. The challenge is to get the paint job on your car. Mm-hmm. Once the paint job is done, you know, wheels are out there. Mm-hmm. You just have to find the right wheels that you want on your car, even yeah. if it's not a low rider. but mm-hmm. you put the right wheels on the car
0: because
1: yeah. wheels are everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the wheel is not there, it, it, the car is not going to be
0: there. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. Um, I've I, I've always had trouble like with with the wheels a lot of times, mm-hmm. just because I focus too much on the on the paint and on the on the manufacturing of the body and all this stuff right. That I always put wheels like to the last. I don't even like thinking about the wheels. Mm-hmm. And then once I start looking at my wheels, I'm like, dang, like I'm limited, like on the wheels. And I guess it's also because I I don't really go too crazy investing in like wheels. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not buying four, five or 10 sets, you know? I'll just buy like one set right. once in a while back then. I haven't even bought any anymore, but it that was always like a, a like a challenge. Mm-hmm. I always felt like Yeah. and and in a way it kind of I feel like it kind of held back certain cars. Like I'd be like, "Oh, nah, cuz I don't have" or I would be like, "All right, this car's done. All right, let me take off the wheels off of it and let me reuse them right on, on this other one." But Later, when you started to show me, like, the different faces and the different yeah. things, I started to go, oh, I'm starting to understand now the different options. Yeah. And
1: to me, the wheels, since day one, it was very important. Mm. And that's why I create my own wheels. And I did it. I did 200 sets, and I was able to sell to people. And then I did another 200 sets after the years. And... People are asking for those wheels, and uh, but requires money to make them. Mm-hmm. So I just trying to find out when will be the right time to make another two hundred sets. Yeah. So people can have those wheels. Mm-hmm. Because to me, the wheels are very important. It's what makes you know the car.
0: Yeah.
1: If uh, if it's not sitting with the proper wheels, uh, you know the car is not really there.
0: Yeah, and you and you're right. It takes time. Like you don't want to just rush something because obviously, yes, it's an expense that you have to invest in, but it's also your time and then mm-hmm. your presentation is when these are produced, yeah. the packaging, like how are you going to present these to uh to make them available for people to buy and be like, "Man, yeah. these are legit. Look, look at the packaging and everything."
1: Yeah. And what's helping is that I have this, this uh jewelry lathe that mm-hmm. I can machine pretty much any part I want now yeah, and do it over here in the garage. So if I need a set of wheels, mm-hmm. I just machine them, polish them, and put them on the car.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm, I don't have to even, you know, come up with another 200 sets or have somebody else make them. Mm-hmm. I just do them over here.
0: Yeah, it's always best when you can do it yourself as opposed yeah. to depending on someone or a company to do them for you because they got other things going on. And you got to wait. Yeah, and there's a certain style of wheel that you want to make.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh you know, if, if you just want to set that style, then you just make the four. And if you want to switch it to another style, you just make another four.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not like you have to buy the same all the time
0: and your wheels are always the same. Yeah. No, yeah. That's cool, though. But, you, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, just seeing the the car, like, the way it's sitting with the wheels. Like, if you had another kind of wheel, it would definitely make a huge change Yeah, into the look of that car, you know? Or something with some, like, big, fat white walls or something. Yeah. It look all yeah. crazy. Yeah, and uh, since, also, again, since they won,
1: when I created those 520 tires, for me, it always gives that, really, that 520 look. Mm-hmm. And this is... In the early 90s, 1989, it was when I did my first set. And I did it like the prototype, just four. Mm. And I liked the way they came out. And then I started doing it like, okay, now I'm, let me mass produce those wheels. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, you don't, you don't see them around anymore because I stopped on my last 200 sets. It was more than 10 years ago. So... I haven't come up with another set of mm-hmm. those wheels. Maybe in the future when maybe, you retire, you know? Maybe in the future. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. you have a lot of time. I'm 58. I'm going to be 59. And hopefully when I turn 62, I retire and I can start mass produce. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot of parts for, for the people. car model industry.
0: Yeah. that will yeah. be, be dope right there. I know that'll answer a lot of people's prayers. They'll be like, when are these coming out? Here they are. Yeah. And then time flies, too. So I think you have a lot of time to, to be able to, like, think, write some notes down as to, you know, how all this is going to be coming together and then being available. Yeah. For people. Yes. That's awesome. Um, one thing um, I wanted to also talk about is, you know, I, you went to Japan. You did a presentation there. Um, then out at the, uh, NNL West, that was also, you know, I, I see that also like, uh, it's a, it's a model show, but it's also like, you know, you're showcasing your work cause you, you, you did an installation. It wasn't just like you put two cars down, you know, you had the buildings and everything there, but like looking back, when, when did you feel like, you know, like, holy crap, I'm doing presentations. Like, you know, like, when did this all start? Like, was it something that you wanted to just kind of just jump into or because obviously you were doing the, the model car contest, but then it gets to a point where, you know, obviously you want to like get started in, in like choking, showc- showcasing your stuff to the masses, to other people that don't even build model cars, but they love cars. Yeah. Um, i didn't realize
1: edgar how many presentations i have done in my life until willie from dedicated magazine was asking me armando can can you give me a list of you know all the presentations that you have done and i start writing it down and i'm like oh my goodness you know i done so many presentations <laughs> and I'm going to Here, here's
0: a list Deesh.
1: here's a list and uh, let me go over the list <laughs> <laughs> the, the first presentation I did was back in 2000 and this was uh, at the Peterson Saddlemobile and uh, it was handled by a lady called Denise Sandoval and the whole presentation the whole lowrider exhibit was called Arte y Estilo. And that was in 2000. And this is when I first, first ever did a presentation at a museum. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I did it for fun. Like they called me, they said, you got models. Uh, we would like to, you know, do a presentation and, I was so excited, like oh, great! Hello, what? I, I was living in um, Lancaster yeah. over there in Lake Los Angeles.
0: Damn, that was a Back you, gotta, then, you gotta drive.
1: Yeah, but I didn't care. I was gonna have Damn. a nice presentation for what six, eight months at mm-hmm. the Peterson Automobile. They give me a certificate. They give me a value of a car's like
0: the and insurance.
1: I, the insurance, two thousand, three thousand, you know, for car for car model. Something mm. happens, uh, they're insured.
0: Damn,
1: that's uh, cool. So I did a presentation there. And then after that, it was just like, you know, like, when is the next exhibit? Mm-hmm. And uh, David DeVaca from San Diego uh, had another presentation at the San Diego Automobile Museum. And he was Armando, we would like to put some of your models. So this was in 2006 at Dabajito y Suavecito in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so... That was another presentation, cool name. To, yeah, Fajito y suavecito. I have the poster right there up on the wall. Oh, I see. And uh Arte Estilo is the big poster that it's over there. That's Arte y Estilo. The one that were Las Vegas is mm-hmm. that's from that uh um, presentation. And then uh, I end up doing another presentation at the Peterson's Automobile with the same lady, Denise Sandoval. And uh, this was done in 2008. And it was called La Vida Lowrider Cruising the City of Angels. Nice. And when I saw that sign, City of Angels, that's kind of where my car the birth name of the came name? out. Like, yeah. You know what? City of Angels. Mm-hmm. That would be like a cool name for a car. Yeah. And I call my car City of Angels. That's cool. And uh, then another show in 2012 was Cruising Califas, and that was in Oceanside. That's mm-hmm. like by San Clemente, like in halfway to San Diego. And that was in uh, 2012. That one, uh, it was also done by David De Vaca.
0: That's cool.
1: And uh, then I did another presentation on Lowrider Legends in San Diego, also at the San Diego... Uh, Automobile Museum, and that was in two thousand and thirteen. Then after that, in two thousand and fifteen, we went to Arizona and we did a, a lot, another presentation with a collaboration with Down to Scale and other car clubs.
0: So, like in the beginning, you're doing all these shows, uh, like then, you're going out to San Diego. You're out here in LA. You know, you're 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 being active, showcasing your work. At some point, you start to realize, all right, um, I'm starting to build these, like, relationships and connections with people now. Like Like how you said, you're waiting, when's the next one, you know? Right. So now, you know, all these things start to connect now with you. At some point, you know, like for that Arizona show, was that more, like, you know, was that kind of, like, the beginning of, you know what? I need to start collaborating with other people yeah. to make this bigger. Yes. Not just, so it's not just me because like, it's like we're stronger in numbers. Yes. And uh,
1: you know everybody that I talk to mm-hmm. right away, they respond like, yes, let's do it. Let's do a presentation. And it was a presentation in the middle of the whole competition mm-hmm. around it. So Albert from Arizona, uh, he was basically the promoter of that part of the show. And uh Pat Mercado was there, David De Vaca was there, um we did a Teen Angel presentation also, mm-hmm. some of the Gary Seats cars were there, some of the guys from uh, Arizona, Texas, everybody was there. And that was kinda like uh one of the first shows mm-hmm. that a lot
0: of people showed, showed up. Mm-hmm. And Everybody was there inside, like, and having this is, fun. And this is before Instagram. I mean, Instagram was around, but it's not, but it wasn't as active as it is now with the car model stuff.
1: Right. This is 2015. Imagine
0: if it was, though.
1: Uh-huh. Like, oh, my goodness. You go to have, it would have been, like, mad <laughs> photos.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: and we had so much fun because mm-hmm. we went to eat at a place uh, and uh, everybody was there, like, yeah. again, you know, that eating and drinking and all
0: that stuff it's crazy because like i remember i think you showed me some video clips of you guys it's like you kicking it with mercado yeah and david you guys go to like jarvis's house and you guys are looking at his model cars i think is jeffrey's there too i don't know if he was there i think so but it's like it almost seems i mean you guys are kicking it but then you look at the footage and then you see Mercado and he looks like a kid. He looks so young. Oh yeah. He's wearing glasses, I think, or something. Yeah. And this is like it's crazy because this is him before like if you think of now, now he's in lifestyle. He just premiered a sixty five review yes. era. Yes. No, not sixty five, it's a sixty three. Sixty three. Yeah. So it's just like it's just the trip mm-hmm. to to kinda you start to see a little bit of like the origins. Mm-hmm. of like who he's hanging out with what he's being exposed to what he's seen, you know where he's learning things from and whatnot and then fast forward to now it's like like you know every, every individual has a history has a yes. story yes. To tell. but it was just kind of cool to see see that because you know you're you're talking about these trips but i saw that little clip mm-hmm. and i started to see these yeah. clips and it, it makes it easier for me to paint that picture in my mind yes and uh
1: Every artist, you know, later on, they find out that they were born as an artist because since they're a kid, they already imagine things and you're already like trying mm-hmm. to want to learn something. So at the end, when they're actually an artist, mm-hmm. that's when uh, everything starts coming back. Like you were an artist since day one. Yeah. You just were not exposed to people and they and, and start... But mm-hmm. you needed to prove it. You need to show the stuff that you know how to do, yeah. And once you once you show it,
0: uh-huh.
1: and through the years, that's when you know you made it.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So that was uh, in Arizona, and it was so much fun. After that is when I went to Japan for Classic Legends mm-hmm. that I did another presentation in Japan. Same year, two thousand and fifteen. Okay, two thousand and fifteen. And then uh, you know, I was just thinking about just doing presentations. I wasn't too much about competition Cause anymore. Because this was
0: a new thing. This is a yeah. bit more exciting.
1: This was something that it was, you know, it was making me happy mm-hmm. doing that. And then doing it for many years, mm-hmm. I was like, I have I have material now. Yeah, I have people that I know, people that 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 like the stuff that I like to do also. Yeah. So, if I had an opportunity to, you know. Uh, show my work and inspire that's that's what i i started noticing that i like to do Mm -hmm. and uh so i was just looking to see where can i do another presentation where so if an opportunity comes in then i just went Mm -hmm. for it another one right after the classic legends was uh, in 2016 was uh the galping fort They called me up and say, Armando, you want to do a presentation at the Galping Fort? And I did. So I took my models in there. And this was in the San Fernando Valley. Then uh, on 2016, I went to the NNL West in Santa Clara. And I did a masterpieces presentation. That was Mm -hmm. when uh, I believe Jerry's was here the first year that he came in.
0: Came to visit.
1: And visit and stay at my house. And uh, so... I did nothing but I put all the lifestyle cars and then I put some of the models next to it. And then um, ValleyCon came in and I was like, what if I do a presentation at the Mm ValleyCon? But they were not doing presentations. They were just doing uh, competitions. So I asked, you know, like, can I just do a presentation? Because I wasn't too competing. <laughs> yeah. I was more like to to do a presentation. Yeah. I want to put my collection and everything.
0: They, so they, they were like, "No, no, no, no! You gotta pay. You gotta compete." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
1: I uh, I did few cars for competing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and but I did also a presentation,
0: yeah.
1: and uh, that that came out really nice too. Javis Jervis cool. came over and he did also a presentation. That they loved it. Because there was a lot of tension on that, mm-hmm. on those two tables.
0: I've only seen photos and glimpses of of that event. There's mm-hmm. one photo that I really like. Uh, to me, I look at that as like an iconic photo. Just because it's like you see all these model builders mm-hmm. that are grouped together that were there in attendance. Yeah. And the photo is like a black and white style photo. Like, I don't know. It just looked cool. Like, um, like. That'd be a nice shot to be, like, printed and framed, you know. Yeah. Because there's all these it's, – it's just – it's crazy, like, you have a, a photo of each one of these individuals that's talented and, and they love, you know, car models. And at some point, not all you guys are going to be in the same room again. Right. You know, but it, it's cool that it it captured that time because I bet you – if you would have taken that photo again next year, not everybody would have been in it. Right. And I think I, I put Peterson's side or something on yeah.
1: the top. Yeah, I got that picture. That picture came out really,
0: really That's nice. That's cool. Yeah, it's a nice photo.
1: Yes. And that was in 2017.
0: And, it, and it's one of those photos that you go, man, I wish I would have met these guys uh-huh. a long, time, a long ago. time ago. I wish I would have been there.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then 2000. And, uh, Seventeen. Mm-hmm. It was another again at the Peterson Automobile. There was another exhibit called "The High Art of Riding Low: Ramf, Ramflas Corazon e Inspiracion."
0: So this is more like they're bringing in the low rider vibe into um, the Peterson.
1: Yeah, it's all these Peterson Automobile um, uh, exhibits were done by Denis Sandoval. Mm-hmm. So there's three so far. And this is number three.
0: Oh wow! Okay. This is
1: where, um, and I think in all three, Gypsy
0: Rose, Gypsy Rose was there. And during this time, I hadn't even met you yet. Um, not two, yet. Th- 2017. We met
1: 2017? that
0: year, but uh-huh. but not during these presentations yet. Right, right. Um, you, um, yeah, you
1: met me in 2017.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, I would say I'm. We linked up like two weeks or. Th- Two weeks before the uh Whittier Boulevard presentation. Yeah, because uh or three when... weeks. I think it was three weeks before.
1: Yeah, same year was Cadillac Fest. Yeah. Seven. And mm-hmm. that was Whittier Boulevard.
0: Yeah, because I remember like we hung out one weekend here, and I thought, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like uh swing by for like an hour or two, you know. Yeah. I didn't wanna I didn't want to hold you up for too long, but then that ended up turning into like five hours of talking and kicking it. Yeah. And then you had mentioned to me that there was a show coming up that you were going to be doing. And you're, you, I think you already had the arch too and everything. And you're showing me the cars and, and then, you know, it just went from there that that's when I I told myself, all right, I'm going to set that date. I want to go to this show, you know? And then uh, my friend Randall went with me. Yeah. We headed out and I was just like, well, I, for me, that was like, all right, this is the beginning right here. This is the, the journey. Yeah, this was another show that, you know, I involved, you know,
1: teenager Angel, uh, David DeVaca. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did an, a, one of his special books to one of the... It was already sold out. It was sold out, but he brought one book. And mm-hmm. I think... Uh, um Garcia. What's it? Uh, david garcia, david garcia ended, got up, that, ended up getting it because yeah. he has this uh little suit suit with next to the car and mm-hmm. david devaca was like man that's a that's a teenager uh nice piece and uh mm-hmm. he ended up getting that yeah that book and uh that's a nice award it, also travis malone, malone did a presentation mm-hmm. david champion did a presentation and uh
0: jeffries came from netherlands did another presentation Mm. and then also uh yeah that was like the first time like meeting jeffries and talking to him Uh because all i knew about him was what i saw on youtube Mm -hmm. so when i saw him in person i was a little starstruck like oh that's that's that guy i was telling my friend that's that dude from youtube (laughs) (laughs) and then uh he has all these like lowriders that that have hydraulics you know Mm -hmm. and like rc stuff and all this stuff and then I remember we just went over there and I didn't want to bother him, you know? I, like, whenever I see people that are artists or do stuff, so a lot of times I don't want to say the wrong thing, you know? I don't want to bother them. So I was just like, hey, what's up? I said some stuff real quick and then he started showcasing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, that was cool, like meeting him. And then. Yeah, but he's always cool. He's always open to everybody. I yeah, mean, it wasn't, you know, like... th- it wasn't until later, you know, uh-huh. that I was like, all right, I got to know him more, you know? Yeah. but. At the time, though, I was like, oh, man, that's him. Like, man, everybody's here. Yeah. Everybody's here. I was just, like, tripping out on that. Yeah, and then um, Frankie the Greaser, he brought, uh, you know, his vendor.
1: That was uh, the first his, time I, uh, I resin bought.
0: bodies and stuff. First time I bought a 65 resin from mm-hmm. him right there. Well, the wagon that I did, I think yeah. I bought it from Yeah, him. I bought that's a couple of them. That's one of his uh, And then uh, resins. Yep, that became that right there. Yeah, that was,
1: uh, that was, uh. Uh, probably one of my best shows. Yeah, like I a, a highlight, done. one of your and, highlights. And, and that's because it was a collaboration. Yeah. And that kind of proved to me that when you're united, you make more noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's why I was kind of like getting really happy about doing those presentations and collaborate. Mm-hmm. Because uh, by yourself, it's like, Ah, uh, you're just doing something, but um, when there's a big group doing the mm-hmm. same thing, it makes it more uh, excited
0: and makes yeah. And then there's nice. a there's a bigger push, there's yeah. energy and, and stuff that that's more involved. But then too, it, it takes. I feel like it takes a special person though to be able to organize and get people rounded up together um, because. Not anybody can just take that control and be like, all right, we're going to do all this. I have it all laid out. It's definitely a team effort where you have an individual that has that that connection with the venue. Yeah. You know, with with someone that, that is giving you this chance of, hey, let's do this. And then, you know, you start gathering people together and then start to brainstorm and then things just start to come together and then everybody is kind of assigned like all right this is what I'm going to do this is what you're going to do this is what you're going to do and then little by little it just starts to come together you know yeah. that's why reputation is very important mm-hmm. in this hobby yeah
1: because uh you know um competition it, it's always like you know you're competing you want to mm-hmm. win yeah but when you're uh when you have a you know When you have a, a, it's like a good reputation, people listen to you, people like uh, trust you and and people say, oh, you know what? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that kind of brings more people involved. Yeah. Um, I, when I see your podcast, your uh, reputation is very important. And I think you bring that to people because who you are. Mm-hmm. and uh you're humble you're neutral you're like you know showing the world what's out there without you know thinking bad about somebody or be- without thinking uh, i don't want this guy or mm-hmm. you you think so neutral that uh you can uh, uh do an interview to anybody and show the world every person has a story behind and if it, it and if you're doing that it's when it's showing you and for two years you mean doing it
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: haven't stopped
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and that
1: means you're doing a good job
0: oh thanks thank you're
1: you you're doing a good job and uh i hope it stays for a long time
0: yeah no yeah i um i hope so too but you're right about the reputation thing. yes it is it is very important i feel i've learned that Uh, through work, through the business, because I know even for us there, like seeing when I started working there, seeing my dad, how he carries himself with customers, but then like, he's promising, like when they make a purchase, like, oh yeah, I'll make that for you. And I'll have it there at this time. Mm -hmm. And they're expecting it to be there at that time. And they're expecting it to be like, like nice, you know, and like a good quality work because he's telling them that. Mm -hmm. And then he he does it and he does it. And then just from being exposed to that and learning that, then I learned, oh, I need to adapt. I need to start to learn that stuff. And then little by little, it's like the reputation of the business. You know, you start getting people coming in. Hey, do you want to advertise on the radio? Do you want to advertise on the newspaper? And this and this and that. And I started to, at first, you know, we would do it. But then I learned, wait, this is like a waste of money for us. Yes. Because people who advertise it's because they don't got a good deal they're doing something wrong already and they're just they've already burned people they're trying to get new people to come in to see who else they might burn or not or whatever right mm-hmm. um if you're doing things good mm-hmm. it's like word of mouth mm-hmm. and then and it doesn't stop it just keeps growing yeah. and growing and growing and at the end of the day when you're like in a if you just have one shop in a in a town, it's almost like you get known and and if you keep that reputation, you don't need to advertise waste money on advertisement or whatever like that. Exactly. Like all crazy, it's just you know people back you up. They vouch for you. They yeah. say, "Hey, yeah. go like if you're going to do business with anybody, do business with them. Like they've never done me wrong and if and if there's ever an error, they fix it." Like, you know, so it's it's all these like those things right there that I've learned, you know, that whatever I do, I try to uh, adapt it to that. And at the same time, you know, from just doing the podcast, it's it's taught me a lot, too. You know, it's it's making me feel uh, it, it makes me makes me feel comfortable when I speak with other people because. Like, not everybody who I speak with, um, you know, in my life since I was a kid to now, I've always felt comfortable, you know. Like and yeah. sometimes I feel nervous or uncomfortable or, or I'll just be quiet. But it's almost like this has helped me a lot to just come out of my shell, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And, and just to see uh, where it goes mm-hmm. from here. Obviously, like, I want to push it to, like, another level or, or something else. Mm-hmm. You know, but I just gotta wait and see, uh, like what's gonna happen. But I definitely don't want it to end. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure you're
1: learning a lot from every individual that you do. Yeah,
0: yeah, I do, I do. I feel like just, um, I feel, I feel like I'm, I know more about this person, about their background, and I feel for them too. You know, Mm -hmm. even, even it's crazy because there's been some guests that I've had where they'll tell me something personal and also they share it to the listeners that listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know that maybe a family member has passed uh, maybe, you know, like, like some kind of struggle or or something. Right. Mm -hmm. But what's always kept them grounded and positive is the car models, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, I feel lucky. Like I have both of my parents, together yeah. yeah and i've met people in my life who tell me like you know i i only have one parent or later you know in school you meet someone like oh i was adopted you know mm-hmm. and then sometimes i like it freaks me out because i go man I, I don't know how i would grow up without my parents because i already know them mm-hmm. but i almost feel like what if like i didn't know them or something you know right. but you, you start to learn all these things and then that's when you become more open minded yes. and whatnot. And and it's it's like you gotta accept to me it's like you gotta accept everybody mm-hmm. uh for who they are, you know, and and it's like everyone has a, definitely has a, a story worth listening to. You know? Like even if you don't build model cars, it's crazy. Like anybody who I kinda interact with, like the other day I had to drive my girlfriend's car. And remember, I said it overheated, uh-huh. and I was not gonna make it an to the mechanic. So I got a tow truck. Tow truck guy, you know, shows up, picks me up. We get on it, we take off. I start having a conversation with them. I swear, I felt like I was interviewing him like a podcast. <laughs> you know, because I didn't want it to be awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't want to be quiet in a car, yeah, and and not say nothing. And he's like, "What's his problem?" You know, like, yeah. And and I'm thinking, like, all right, this guy, this is what he does for a living. You know, I want to know how long has he been doing this for? And, and like, why is he even doing Like, how did he get into this? Yeah. So like, I started asking him these questions, and he just went off, like, mm-hmm. like telling me his story and everything. Mm-hmm. I, learned, I felt more kind of, like, connected with him yeah. that I told him at the end, hey, um, thank you. I'm going to save your number. So whenever I need, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, I'll hit you up. And then I even told him about me. Like, I got a shop. You know, we do flowers and all this. So, hit me up, too, if you ever need anything. And it was cool. You know, He he's from... He lives in Oxnard. Mm-hmm. So, I know eventually, at some point, I'm going
1: to run into him. Yeah. Because you're... You know, you want to be social with everybody. Yeah. No, definitely. And, and it helps, you know.
0: hmm It does. That, that kind of a person. When you're too quiet, then you're not going to... Yeah, uh, no. Nah, you got to... Um, yeah, you, you definitely got to be social and sometimes like you just have to, you, you got to put yourself out there, you know, you got to yeah. you gotta do things. And like earlier, how you were saying about, about when you were doing your presentations, right, the early ones, people were hitting you up like, hey, you want to do this presentation? You want to do this presentation? Mm-hmm. The good thing is, is that you never said no. Right. The good thing is you always said yes, you did it no matter the distance because that's one thing I learned a lot with when back then when I was doing music. And it's crazy because it's so related to the model building now that I'm thinking uh-huh. about it. Because yeah. in the beginning when I started DJing, it was about battling. Mm-hmm. It was about me saying I'm better than you yeah. through through my hands, through music. Right. Right. Eventually like I grew out of that. And I yeah. was like, all right, I don't want to compete no more. We already did that for two, three years. I'm I'm over it. Right. Now you're like I wanna be homies with you. I want to come to your house and practice with you. Mm-hmm. And now we form the crew. Yeah. And then the crew gets bigger. And then all of a sudden, all right, we're not even a crew. We're just all friends. Mm -hmm. And we're all kicking it. We're all into DJing, scratching, Mm -hmm. playing music. We're just geeks on music. Mm -hmm. And then eventually people are like, hey, you guys want to play here? You want to play there? We're not even thinking about money. You Mm -hmm. know, we're just like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to play in LA. I've always wanted to play in San Francisco. And obviously, I mean, you got to pay for your gas. You got to pay for mm-hmm. a hotel. You're, you're spending money, you know. But it's all fun. It's all great. And you're building these memories. But not knowing that these shows are building you up for something big. Yeah. Finally, it gets to the point where somebody was like, hey, um, do you want to play this gig? It's going to be at this venue. And um, we'll pay you $300, $300 to play for like 30 minutes. You're like, what? $300 for 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, aren't you nervous? Aren't you scared to be on stage? And it's just like, nah. Like, I've been playing all these shows all these years. Like, I finally feel like I'm, it, pre- it prepared me for the stage right here now. Right. And the thing, though, is that all those other shows that we would do, It was ups and downs. Mm -hmm. There was some shows that there was like you would be playing for like two people, you know, but you had to still play, like be like Mm -hmm. on it. And then later there'll be a show with like ten people. And you'd be like, Holy shit, there's ten people. (laughs) Then twenty. And then they start getting bigger and bigger. Finally you you get hit with like a big one where you could go, Wow, there's like three hundred people here or whatever. Right. And you're like, Holy crap. Now you're nervous, but then it's like you kind of get into this zone as this, as to like if you were in your room and everybody's a blur in a way, and you do your thing and you come out of it, and then yada you're not nervous anymore, yeah, like you just you you go through it, um these presentations, what I'm getting to is that all these ones that you're that you've been doing you know now it's led you to leave out of the country, right yes. trust me later, it would not surprise me if one day you do a presentation in, like, Brazil, and the reason why I say Brazil is because I know that in Brazil, there's a lot of lowrider enthusiasts, car people, and the same even, like, in Mexico, you know, you start to get further down, and, and then you start hitting up the European sector, you know, you start going to Europe, like, um, and it, things take time, but eventually, there's going to be someone that's going to comp you and be like, I'll pay for your ticket. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for your hotel. I want you here. now, the level of artistry is being respected as it being like on a big canvas of art, you know? But it's right. but it's in a 3D model that you can hold, that you could see in a case or anything, you know? It's, it starts to... It, it's going to get to that. Like pretty pretty much you know um but yeah like for people that are listening when you get these offers at you like if you want to do stuff go for it yeah don't turn them down don't turn them down unless if you really can't like you know yeah 2017 was a
1: very busy year Mm -hmm. because um i did like what seven presentations in that year?
0: There was a lot. I I and, felt I felt like you were just like you you weren't stopping, and I was like I don't know how he has all that energy. Yeah, and uh, another presentation that I did was in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's called La Raza. And it's done in Tijuana. Was that and the one you
0: went out there with Tony, with Dream On?
1: Dream On. Mm-hmm. Dream On was all so scared. I, wanna, wanna, I don't want to go to TJ. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get killed. I go, yeah. no, no, no. I'm from we, TJ. You get kidnapped. Don't, wor- don't worry about it. And I go, you're going to be with me? That's fine. Mm-hmm. So we went there. Oh, my goodness. It was so much fun. We ate some tacos, the best tacos out there. And uh, this was this show was done by Junior. 59 from mm-hmm. uh, Southside uh, Car Club. Okay. And he lives in Tijuana. And uh, he invited me over, Armando, come on, man. Bring your models to TJ. And people were telling me, like, you're going to take him to TJ? They're going to steal it from you and this and that. <laughs> I went there. I did the presentation. Oh. <laughs> I came back. I told Tony, did you ever felt threat or anything, like, yeah. scared? He was no. He goes, no. Mm-hmm. We went even. We went to Revolution Street. There were oh, yeah. there were hoppers in there. There were cruise, you know, lowriders. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was there, and mm-hmm. it was like so much fun. So, I even took the cars to Mexico, mm-hmm. and if they ask me again, I will go again. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, that's cool. And
1: then there was another uh, another um, car show that happened at San Gabriel Mission, and this was by. One of the guys from Lifestyle, he was one of the promoters. So he asked me, Armando, do do you want to bring the weird?" But I didn't have the collaboration with everybody. I just did whatever I had, but I did a presentation there. Mm -hmm. And then Bomb's Classic Car Show was there on the 2017. Yeah. And and it was on the same year. So I did another Masterpieces presentation there. And uh, they got me involved in the car models with um david garcia also mm-hmm. and um that one had a very good turnaround also because it was like 500 bombs
0: in there at that show dang i missed yeah. that one i didn't yeah. even know about that one until i started to see the photos from uh rudy muñoz yeah i was, was like, there i was like dang
1: that was that was nice because it was nothing but bombs yeah everybody brought their bombs <laughs> in there and it was all like with the nice display and everything mm-hmm. And then, uh, 2017, the Moon Eyes. This is the first time I went to Moon Eyes and built the uh, Gypsy Rose. hmm And, uh, that was, like, my, like, goal to take Gypsy Rose replica. Out there. To Japan. Dang. And I wanted to bring the plaque from Japan. Uh-huh. And I did.
0: Yeah.
1: I was, like, so well prepared on that one. hmm And,
0: uh. So that was uh, that was when you went. Yeah, that was a for me. That was a, that was like a highlight, like being out there. Yeah, like, dang, like I'll never forget that. And all the food that we ate and the, mm-hmm. the beer that we drink. Yeah, everything, it was... did you see? Um, well, I don't know if I sent you the link, but I just recently posted on YouTube uh, the clip from my GoPro from when we went to the hobby store with Jeffries? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. And it, it's just funny. I hear you in the background saying, man, Edgar's going to buy everything. I was just tripping yeah, out. Yeah, because you were just throwing everything. Uh, in I was just out. like seeing all this stuff, like, dang. In the, in the box.
1: And um, <laughs> after 2017, uh, ValleyCon had another show at the Peterson. And uh, this is when we collaborate again for video mm-hmm. Boulevard. Um, me, personally the Whittier Boulevard look a lot better that day because it's kind of dark and it look like more more like a night scene a little bit.
0: Yeah, it it almost feels like the the ceiling's high and and everything's black, but then they have these lights that hang and they're just hitting the right angle to all the cars and the buildings. Yes. And it was huge and there Mm -hmm. was a lot of cars there. And the thing though too is that I feel like from you doing it back in 2017, that opened up the doors. Yes. That they were like, dude, we got to do this again. Mm-hmm. Like, And the offer was thrown, would you want to do another presentation yes. for 2018?
1: Yes. Like The guy was so happy the year before that he was telling me like, Armando, what are we going to do this year? I go, don't worry. We're going to do Whittier bar." Mm-hmm. What do you mean Whittier? Yeah, Whittier boulevard. I mean, like, what is it? How big is it? And then he will call me again. Armando, how really how big is this? How many tables are you how many tables are you gonna need? I yeah. go, I need at least four tables. Yeah. What? Four tables? I go, Yeah. And you can't give me one table here and one table over there. No, it has to be all together.
0: All spread out.
1: And then he That's was crazy. like, are you sure you want four tables? Are you going to fill those four tables and stuff? And mm-hmm. and I did. I mean, with the collaboration with everybody, again. Yeah. And a lot of people showed up.
0: Again, yeah. There, there even was... Jerry's came in. Mm-hmm. I even a uh, shout out to Dustin. He came out from Arizona, from down to scale. Down to scale. Yeah, yeah. that was dope that he came out to that.
1: Yeah, in two thousand and eighteen, the so called NNL in San I did the San Fernando Mission Boulevard. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That's when uh, it wasn't as big as Whittier Boulevard, Mm -hmm. but it was the San Fernando Mission, and -hmm. this was in San Fernando Valley. So that was another presentation that I had in my mind, and then we were invited by um, Dead End, the same year, and uh, Dead End had a pre-party before the. Custom Capital Car Show. Oh yeah, after the shop. So, you, mm-hmm. Dream on. Yeah. Myself.
0: was <laughs> um, a fun night.
1: Yeah, we went to uh that open night
0: and yeah, we had dope. so much fun. Hell yeah. it, was, it was like sponsored from eight, by eight o five. By eight o five. Like beers all night. Uh-huh. They, wouldn't, they wouldn't. That barrel would would like run out and it would, like magically it would fill up again. And then tacos would be around there too. Oh, you can drink, or you crazy. can eat. That was
1: fun. So day. it was good. And then the show was the next day at the
0: Custom Capital
1: Car Show. Yeah. And we did uh, another masterpieces presentation. Yeah, that was there. With, with Juan and David. Yeah. Guerrero. So uh, and we were, um, yeah, but with David Guerrero. Uh huh. And um, but that was also nice. That's a real nice show. Because it's mm. up on the up on the hill with all the cars there. Yeah. And then uh same year I had a phone call from um Miguel. Uh he does La Vuelta in San Diego. And he asked me, Armando, can you bring with your boulevard presentation? And uh here we go. I, I'm taking whatever I got and mm-hmm. we added a few more stores. And that one it was a two long tables. Mm-hmm. But that presentation was really nice in San Diego because there's thousands of people at that show and people were coming They're, in and out, in and out. And just, it was very active. Yeah. I would probably think like at least two, three thousand people saw that Whittier Boulevard right there and everybody mm-hmm. was taking pictures and stuff. So, so, and they, they give me the, <clears throat> the plaque that says La La Vuelta. Oh yes. Um, the first year. Mm mm-hmm. And, um, and then Cadillac Fest on the same year came up. That's Cadillac Fest number eight. That's when I did. A this is and
0: this this is Cadillac Fest number eight. Number eight, up with twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen.
1: Oh, and uh, cool. I did a presentation with just Cadillacs in mm. there, um, and uh, that was a collaboration with a few guys that did only Cadillacs, and uh, that was a good uh, presentation too. Mm. Um, and then uh, the next year, dead end
0: again. We're back at dead end. Back at dead end for another presentation. That was the twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, that's when I took that van Gogh and took. Uh, yes, damn, and, I uh, missed that one.
0: Yeah, the yeah, van
1: Gogh and took uh, you know a few more new cars, the station wagon, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, after that, um, it was a cup, the custom capital again, and mm-hmm. they did it at, like it's a, in a park. And that's when I did all the canopies with 805 and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. So that that looked also like really nice at the at The, the display at the there, yeah. So hopefully this year, I'll do something for Dead End and for um, Custom Capital. Mm. This is definitely a show that I want to do this yeah, year.
0: Especially now that they got, they're got they at a new location. New location. Seeing photos of that spot. Oh, wild. yes. Oh my, dang. Yes. At first, I was a little worried. Well, yeah. not worried. I was like assuming the reason they were they were uh closing the storefront mm-hmm. because it kind of makes sense you say you know what um people support us they order online we do pop-ups at different shows yeah and if people want our stuff they can buy it online and this way we don't have the overhead of rent and all this stuff so this way you have more more freedom too not to be feel like you're locked in a location, being there from nine to five all day. Right. So that's what I thought. I thought, oh, you know, that's that's smart, you know. And then, like, I don't know, for some reason, Dead End wasn't coming up on my feed, and then it did. I don't know, it's because I, maybe I follow too many people or what. But I had I had missed like ten photos that they had posted, and I was blown away by the location, the new like the interior. It's just like a warehouse. It just looks dope yeah I was like, Oh my god they they just you know took it to another level yeah it
1: it it reminds me of a uh, tribal store mm-hmm. kind of like the same uh vibe, yeah, because it has the shop and it has the like the the way it is mm-hmm. the way it's set up and uh so I'm looking for for doing a presentation mm-hmm. um I'm not saying what i'm gonna do for that. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely something that uh, if you guys want to see it,
0: mm-hmm. you have to be there. Yeah,
1: you got to be there, definitely, because uh, that's the only presentation that I probably am planning to do this year for mm-hmm. Dead End, and uh, the only way you want to see it in person is if you go there. Yeah, at the you know at their store, mm-hmm. the pre-party night,
0: and, yeah. and
1: then I will take it to the uh, Custom Capital Car Show. Mm-hmm. I think I believe that's uh in the, uh June twenty-seven, twenty-eight, somewhere in there. Yeah. So um I still have a few more
0: days. Yeah, you got you got some time. <laughs> days. <laughs>
1: I still have I'm counting my days on that. Mm-hmm. So crossing
0: out um, the calendar days. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then uh same year, 2019, Tribal uh asked me if I can take a do a presentation, and that's when I took my whole case. Mm-hmm. That I have in my living room. Yeah. I took it to San Diego. And I did a presentation. I call it Big Net
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a presentation. And then again, La Vuelta gave me a call. And said, Armando, you wanna, we would like you to bring Whittier again. Come back. Boulevard. And La Vuelta, uh, They actually the, my presentations were done at La Bodega. And La Bodega was taken away by the owners again and uh so now they find a, a new spot, so now the new spot is gonna be on same barrio logan on the Logan street, mm-hmm. but almost at the end of the street where they uh where they do the stage right behind it that's where uh la bodega is now, so I don't know what's gonna happen this year
0: mm-hmm. and but uh we'll see how yeah if they that goes. If, if they hit you up, you know or something we will let people know give an update on that. Yeah, and the last
1: one to uh, 2020. That's when I went to Japan and did the moon ice. Uh, I mean the Paradise Road.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn.
1: So that was uh, yeah, as you can see. There's like so many presentations that I <laughs> didn't realize that you know I've been busy for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, and it's all because I love the the hobby, mm-hmm. and I uh, I want to have fun with it. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing. I'm having fun building models, um, inspiring, keep bi- inspiring. Keep building, and uh, I'm not doing it for money. Yeah, you know, at all. I'm not thinking about getting rich or you know, no. I'm mm. more like building to inspire, building to represent, building uh, because of my passion yeah. about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so um and that's i think cool. it shows on on my work
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh i definitely definitely see it so and that's what pushes me to do more mm-hmm. because when i see the results i kind of cha- i challenge myself to now let let me let me do another one but yeah
0: it's like you're learning as you
1: go too and, if and challenging you, yourself yeah and if you see my models they're different everyone it's different different So, Mm. it's not like I'm repeating the same thing. I need to have something new, something different. Keep it exciting. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be like
0: real boring. Yeah. You know. Imagine if you painted every year, you painted it, or every month, you built a 65 Impala and you always painted it red. (laughs) (laughs) Just to drive yourself crazy. (laughs) I think the next, like, the, the 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 second car will be like driving crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be crazy right there. But yeah, yeah, that could be a challenge for somebody out there. So, Listening, not playing. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. You go crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know. Now, um, it's uh Yeah, it's you know like, obviously it's episode one thirteen. Um, I'm very happy and appreciative of everybody out there who has supported me um from listening to the show, sharing it, being a part of it as a guest and and just spreading the word, you know. Um it it still trips me out when I really think about it that, you know, it marks 2 years of like podcasting because you know, from just starting it and, and doing it every week, I wasn't really thinking about, you know, I, I never thought like, oh, I want to see how for how long this goes for. I didn't even put that in my mind. I was just like, all right, you know, I'm going to do these episodes and then I'm just thinking about like the guests. I'm thinking about topics. I'm thinking about what what's my mission? What am I trying to spread as far as, you know, talking um publicly and and i mean you know through the internet and and everything right like what kind of message do i want to put out so it's things like that like just keeping it you know week by week that that is just helped push 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 like for for it to to keep going because i feel that if if i would have put in my head like oh i'm only gonna do it for three years then i probably will end it at or whatever number i would say right Mm -hmm. because it's already in my head i would be like oh it's time to give up or whatever um but i'm just like you know what i'll keep pushing and while doing all this stuff every week i mean there there's been i feel like some of you guys who've probably listened to it from the beginning to now um, there's been a lot of things that have happened in my life and and probably have learned some new stuff about me or whatever, you know. Pretty sure you guys, you know, obviously I, I talk about where I work, what I do for a living. You guys kinda have an idea of that. And then, um, you know, I had Alex on the show not that long ago, and at the end of the show he did mention he congratulated me because uh on my engagement. And that was something I never brought up, you know. I I mean I like I made it public online with my girl, with my fiance now, mm-hmm. but not through like on Instagram, you know, like through, through the 65 Lokes page or anything like that. Um, on Facebook, yes. You know, but it's, it's, um, that's something that's new. Um, I am, um, I have a fiance now. I'm engaged now. So I just want to let you guys know, you know, Alex, Alex congratulated me and yes, it is official. Um and an, another thing that that's like life, it's gonna be a life changer for me, is um and I mean it's it's okay to say it now you know but I was I was kind of hold like like resisting from even saying anything for the longest because I've been I've been holding on to this for since like the beginning of January. This is way before NNL and um and yeah so in January. Third, uh, found out that, um, with my fiance that we are pregnant. So, um, I never, I never, I don't know. I never, I mean, I've always wanted a kid, but I never knew like when this was going to go down or what. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm like super happy. I'm still like tripping out, but it's like, like, I want this time to go by fast. I don't know what it is. Like, I already want to have this kid already by my side. I don't know. Like like have dreams of it, or something I don't know, but i'm I'm like super stoked, I'm super happy uh shout out to her and um and the baby that's coming and and it's cool because I feel like um I feel comfortable of where I'm at because of the people who I've surrounded myself with, you know um and, and at the same time, like with car modeling, I've met a lot of people. And a lot of you guys out there are fathers. I've seen examples of you guys working on your model cars and you're showing your kids how to paint, how to build. You're somewhat like incorporating them into it and and they're learning something, you know. And I mean, you're not sure how long they're going to be doing it for but you're bonding, you're having a moment, you know, and I know some of them, they're going to continue doing it, but when I see those things, in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait, I can't wait to, to, like, do that, too, you know, and it, it's, it's just crazy, like, like every, everybody who I see out there, who's, who's a dad, who builds model cars, um, I see how you guys are very family orientated, that, that also, um, like sets up a very good example for me to be like that too for the for the time when that opportunity arises you know i'm able to to do that and and just be able to like i can't wait for the day to be able to like bring my kid to a show and be able to introduce him or her to you guys and and to be exposed to see all these cars all these colors and just trip out the way i tripped out when i was younger you know and i know that i mean a lot you know people who i've told so far they always tell me hey make sure you get your rest or like you know it's going to be a little hard to work on cars and and hey what, what's what's going to go down with the podcast you know um i'm not really. Uh, You know, I thought about it, but then I I told myself, you know what? I'm not going to think too far about that. I'm just right now. I'm just thinking, you know, I I obviously got to take care of my priorities with my family and all that. But at the same time, whatever free time I have, um, I still want to deliver for you guys with an episode. I don't want to leave you guys hanging, but I hope that in the future, if anything happens or whatever, you guys understand, you know, but you guys have been part of this journey, you know? So we still have Edgar oh, yeah. for a long time.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah
0: definitely. Um, but um, but it, you know, it's just something I feel like I need to share with you guys out there listening um, that have been supporting me for for all this time. And um, I don't know, it's just I feel a lot more 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 comfortable, you know, that that I'm able to uh, say those things. And and I feel really blessed. I, I, I definitely do. Because I never I never really thought that an opportunity like this was ever gonna come my way. And I mean people do say, you know, these things are blessings and I believe it. I believe it. And um yeah, it's just it's so surreal. It's so it's so surreal. Um but I'm I'm very uh just grateful for, for everything, you know that has been uh, coming my way and, and I like doing the podcast to me. This is like a very uh, positive thing. I feel like it's also, it helps me like get things off my chest, you know, um, to motivate and, and just to hopefully help you guys think um, in a different way or, or, you know, some, cause sometimes like you tell me some ideas and things and I'm like, wow, I never even thought that way. Right. And you're totally right, and then it it gets me hyped, and I'm like, oh, I want to share this too, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know, it it's a it's a trip, and as, aside from from that too, w- one thing that I mean, I wanted to we wanted to mention too on the show with like current events that that's happening not just here in the U.S. Um, I mean, but it's like a global thing right now. It's what's going on with the coronavirus. Um, I mean, obviously, people are getting sick. Uh, There's people passing away. It's like there's no cure. It's like the unknown. We don't know how this thing's getting spread. I mean, they say it's like a flu. You know, they mention about sneezing, about touching stuff, wash your hands. But we really don't know what's up. You know, we don't know if it's in the food. We don't know if it's in the air. um, How how this thing is, like, going around. There's all these theories, conspiracies. (laughs) Like, it is crazy. Like, the minute you jump online, like, on Twitter or on Facebook, everybody has a theory. And, I mean, if you start to look stuff up and you get consumed and drowned into this stuff... Mm -hmm. It will eat you up, like definitely. But the reason why I want to bring it up is because, I mean, l- like we're in the state of California. There's cases popping up up north where we have a lot of friends that are up the north. Uh, things are surfacing out in LA, and a little bit more towards like, um, like the Coachella Valley. They right. just started busting, like talking about that, and. And you know, it, it's like all these things, but then there's all these different states in the US. But then again, I know that um through the podcast I see I see there's a lot of listeners that are also like being impacted, like in Italy, um, in out in the in like China, Japan, you know, yeah. South Korea, like there's listeners everywhere. So I mean, right now, like we're really lucky at this moment. That we can just, like, when we wrap up this episode, we can go home and go to sleep, and then tomorrow we'll go to work or whatever, right? But we don't know how long this is going to last for, you know? Mm-hmm. They could find a cure, or they might not. It might prolong, but there's some other areas where it's, like, really bad, like, like super bad, like, like there's there's no, like, water, food, like, there's essentials, things they can't even get to, you know, and um the reason why i want to bring it up is like for you for you guys out there who if if you're like in a bad place just keep your head up think positive and and just you know you got to think that that it's only going to be dark for a while and then you're going to see some light at the end and you're gonna you're gonna come out of it you know and for for people that are listening that It probably hasn't impacted you yet. Um, Be ready. You know, be prepared. Um, Like, if you don't have to travel, don't travel. If you don't have to go to a show, be around thousands of people. Don't be around thousands of people. Just be with your family right now, you know? Like, just handle what you need to handle. Go to work, whatever. But if you have a gut feeling, like, don't go. Don't do this. Like, don't do it, you know? Think about your health. Think about your family. You know, they say wash your hands and, and all this stuff. Do it. I mean, and take, you got to take care of yourself, you know? Because, um, I mean, everyone's pretty spooked. A lot of people are spooked about it. Some people, I mean, I have a couple of friends who are like, ah oh, yeah, whatever. You know, and that's cool. But um, I kind of, you know, I, I, I think about the safety of my family, you know, friends, fiance, everybody. Like, I think, like, like man, I don't I don't know how long this is going to last for.
1: We just need to be aware and you know educate yourself about it a little bit more and um and if you get sick, don't try to pass it on to others. Yeah, because you know that's what you don't want. Mhm. You know, just uh if you can avoid you know.
0: Mhm. Because uh, uh,
1: this best thing is to be at your home,
0: home. Yeah, because yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes people don't want to listen. You know, they tell them you gotta, you gotta like stay here for like a week or two weeks. People flip out. They don't want to (laughs) stay. The patience, there's no like patience. They just wanna like uh, -uh, you know, and I, I just, I just get this like feeling that, I mean, this thing's gonna. Obviously, it's 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 already canceling a lot of things. Like, we were supposed to go to Texas next month right. to do, um, like, a car model, um, not presentation, but, like, a class yeah. where we were supposed to teach um, about painting. And even, you know, we had to pull out from it. You know, we, we won't be traveling next month because every day this thing just keeps getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how things are going to be. But even then... I think they're at the point where they're going to already cancel it too or postpone it because they got people that are traveling in from different places too. And I mean, it's when, when people are moving around different places, the risk gets higher and higher and higher and the spread gets, gets even more. Um, But yeah, you're going to, you guys are going to be seeing a lot of shows, a lot of things being canceled, music events, and whatnot and i mean like it can get to a point where they could even cancel a model car event like mm-hmm. well, we don't know, we don't know because a lot of people go to those and you never know someone can be there that probably traveled out of this out of the country and they come back and they're probably sick or something because you know how it goes when you get in a plane you're breathing the same air as everybody Mm -hmm. And then you're flying in high altitudes and then different temperatures Mm -hmm. from where you just left to where you're just about to arrive. And your body is just going through shock of, like, all these, like, different things. And your immune system needs to be strong, too, to withhold all this stuff. And if you don't have that, this thing's going to jump in and latch on and it's going to find a new host, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Um, Just be prepared. Like Armando said, be be educated uh, for it. And um, like, yeah, I mean, just take it day by day and and just see what happens. I don't know. I kind of feel like this thing's going to I mean, it's going to get controlled. But I but I honestly I feel like what's going to happen is there's going to be a huge, huge recession. Uh, that's another topic.
1: But that
0: like, won't be another topic. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get too deep, anyway. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, everybody out there, please be safe. Um, if if you're at home and you're in one of those quarantine zones or whatever, and you're listening, uh, just be safe. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. You know. Um, and and if you guys are are good, you know. Take take care of your families, too, you know? And be grateful for what you got right now, you know? Just think of it. This could be a test, though, too. Like, this could be, like, if, if our lives have been so cush and so, like, easy or whatever, this is just a test to see, to rattle you a little bit to see how you react to these things and hoping that things go back to normal, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um but we look forward um to your upcoming projects armando um mm-hmm. that you got coming up i can't wait to see those cars done me too clear coated <laughs> if you need help clear coating them i will help you clear coat them righty. right uh, cuz i like shooting that show clear okay. that's for sure and um we're going to wrap this episode up if you guys want to follow armando flores on instagram if you, if you're new to the podcast um check out his work it's at it's instagram Backslash, and then it's um, at Armando Flores, 1032. 1032. Yeah. And then um, also, um, Scale Writers, look that up on Instagram and YouTube. Um, if you haven't subscribed to YouTube channel, please subscribe. We have, like, lots of videos going up um, every week, you know. I'm just trying to post up. And if you're listening to the audio of this podcast, it will be on the YouTube Channel as well. This is episode 113. Uh, this is uh, 65 Lokes checking out. Um, and Armando Flores, thanks Armando for uh, doing this. Hey, thank you. And uh, we'll uh, do more podcasts in the future. All right. Looking forward. Yeah. All right, guys. Be safe. Peace. Peace.